All I see is black and white. Black and white. Black and white. All I see is black and white. Hey, what's up, guys? It's me, the Don B. That's at the Don B on all platforms. I am here with. Hey, guys! It's Kayla Nicole. So that's K Nicole dot. Or I'm sorry, am I saying that all messed up? It's K dot Nicole dot artistry <laughs> on Instagram. Kayla Nicole on Facebook. Um, and you can find me at the Orlando Esthetician on Twitter. Mm-hmm. What's going on over hey, there, guys? I missed a jaw. Nothing. I was telling you before, so I got blue hair. <laughs> Exciting. The reason the reason I even talk about it is <laughs> you ever like just feel like you like needed something like a boost, an energy change. Yeah, something. that's why I'm bald. Right. Facts. And what was interesting was that so I like I walk into the hair store. Da, 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 I don't know what I'm even in there for, and I just saw this like ombre purplish bluish wig. I'm like, I need that. Give me that. And so I take. <laughs> I don't know why. And I, I take and I put it on all boldly, walk into my job like what? <laughs> but it was interesting because we always have this morning meeting, and in the meeting, I'm looking around the room, and several of the ladies who do the exact same thing with their hair every single day, day to day, all have different hair. Mm. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> so I was talking to one of my coworkers. After the meeting, I was like, you wore your hair different. She's like, yeah, I was just in the mood for something different. And I was like, me too. <laughs> yeah, I feel like in 2020, like, blue and green and purple hair, I, I don't, that's, like, extreme anymore. It's no different to me than, like, dyeing your hair blonde. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I think that it's just a lot, more, a lot more accepted, you know, everywhere. So I'm like, girl, change your hair color if you want to. Yeah, what used to be, like, edgy, like, in the early 2000s and 90s or whatever. Nowadays, it's, like, no one bats an eye. Right. Like, you're low-key edgy if your hair is just, like, natural at this point. <laughs> it's true, though. It's like, oh, okay, you OG. I'm not mad at that. It's like, oh, you got dreadlocks? Oh, right. you, you went natural? No. You mm. got uh, scalp braid straight back? Okay. Edgy. 2003 cornrows. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we see you. Okay, Cleo. <laughs> right. That's taking it all the way back. <laughs> the original queen of Scout Braids. Child. Oh, God. She walks so young and make her run. Amen. But well, anyway. She played the hell out of that character. Uh, yeah, it's on um, Netflix. And I don't know if I, I probably said this a million times, but Set It Off is probably like, it's on my top five of favorite movies, but it could be like, it's on my list of movies that I can recite line for line, every Same. word. If they, they want to do a play for it, cast me as any of them because I know all their lines and <laughs> I just watch it. I've probably watched it more than any other movie. Um, still laugh at all the same jokes, still cry at all the same parts. Um, same. That and Waiting to Exhale are kind of just like a staple in my life. Yeah. I can't live without those movies. Yeah. Grr. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, rr, huh? Grr. I can't. <laughs> now I just became a keeper at the damn zoo. Yes, honey. Don't get me started on my quotes. When I tell you. I hope he ain't watching me walk away. Oh, he's watching. He's watching. 
<laughs> Loretta Devine is one of my favorite black dresses of our lifetime. Oh yeah, she's Her, a gift. And, and again, we've said so many names, but at this point, whatever. She's so underrated. Haven't gotten her flowers, but I digress. You know why she's super underrated to me is she's one of those actresses that has a character, but can still act. And I mm. hope that makes sense. Like it makes you know so how, much. You know, like Jennifer Jennifer people, Lewis is like that, right? Like yeah. I believe every role that you're in, but you're the same in every role that you're in. But mm-hmm. I still believe it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're authentic. But there's some people that. They have to put on a character because they have no personality outside of that, or or they can they're chameleons. They change with they're like a Johnny Depp, where it's like you're totally different every movie, and we don't even know you're in the movie. But like Loretta Devine, it's like you're always giving me Loretta Devine, but I believe it every single time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, agree. You know who else is like that? Hmm. Ha- Halle Berry. Yeah, you know Halle Berry has her, her yeah. particular style of acting. Like she's the same <laughs> in everything, but I believe everything she's ever but I believe out of her it. mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she's she like is that. Her character. Yeah, I we'll would, have to I, do. I would say that Angela Bassett does give a little more depth to each character. Um, yeah, I but, would. I mean, she's still Angela, but she's she's still Angela. But yeah, she she does have a way of giving more depth. Yeah, but you know yeah. who is super versatile? Regina hmm. King. Oh yeah. Insane. Yeah. She can just do so many different things. There's, There's stuff just people nothing don't even know she's she in. can't do. After the Watchmen, I was just like, okay, so go ahead. Here's my card, sis. Here mm-hmm. is everything you want from me. Take all my money. Take because, all my money. Like, How do you she just do that? continues to surprise me. I'm like, now you're a fucking superhero. Right. Like I you were in Friday. I didn't know, like, I didn't know <laughs> until just a couple years ago about Boondocks. I didn't even know. Oh, that she was the voice of both yes. the little characters? Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, and she, I believe she was a writer on that show, too. So. It's insane. Like, oh. Yeah. Honey. She's I everything. Love, I love black women. I love us. I love us for real. Uh, we'll, do, we'll do an off-the-record rant about black dresses, our oh. unsung heroes, one day. Can we? That we'll would be dope. That. We need to That'll do that. That'll be a good one. Let's make that happen. We, we need to stop giving y'all our ideas when we're on air. We always do this. <laughs> It is so bad. Because for- someone's going to listen to it and be like, I think we that. forget that we're on air and then we just start rambling. <laughs> just be talking. Like, I'm drinking is- as usual. <laughs> this is not a phone call. <laughs> right. Oh, but we Ooh, are. Is that the timer? What? <laughs> Sorry, my timer went off. But we are recording Anyways. remotely, guys. So bear with us. You know, hopefully no glitches, no issues. Let the podcast gods look down upon us. The it's going to be um, what it's going to be. The other day was National Podcast Day, so shout out to us. I looked down our timeline. I was like, okay, we started this about almost seven months ago. Mm-hmm. We're vastly approaching a year. Quickly. Can't wait. This is our 26th mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Great. I'm so proud of us. Mm-hmm. Shoot. Many, many said it couldn't happen. I'm just kidding. Nobody <laughs> said that. <laughs> Don't you love when people like uh, accomplish something and they want to make a deep post? It's like everybody for all the haters, all the people that said I couldn't do it, I did it. It's like girl, didn't nobody say that. Like, <laughs> stop. So, how was your week so far? Busy, um, it's as usual. extremely busy. It was a very busy week, but it's it was a very productive week. Um, it's good. The last two weeks have been kind of a roller coaster of emotions and stress and drama. And this week, it feels like October rolled in, and I'm just like. 
Speaking of waiting to exhale, I was able to kind of exhale a little bit. So some good things have turned around for me, positive things have happening. And also, I think it was kind of ushered in by the success of like the weekend, like our meeting with our um, special guest that we're not going to talk about, <laughs> that lit a fire under my ass. And then Sunday, the Breonna Taylor re- event was amazing. I um, was very proud to have that turned Talk out. Talk about it. Recap. Recap. <laughs> um, it was great. Um, I mean, you guys, it's on social media, so you guys can go look at my posts and whatnot. But I just want to thank everybody that came out to support. Um, it was one of those situations where um, you're always going to be tested when you want to do something positive, And oh. everything's going to come up that's going to try and distract. So people that I was inviting couldn't make it. And other people that needed to come help said they could do it in the last minute couldn't do it and i was in my feelings a little bit not gonna lie um i don't think people have things that come up but at the same time it's just like really for this like i need you to be here um but you know shit was happening everybody has stuff going on and um it was just falling by the wayside so i was like you know what it's just gonna be us and then one of our team members was um got sick and wasn't sure he was gonna make it we had another major collaborator that we were going to do this with. It was going to be a 50-50 thing, and they were going to pretty much lead it, and we were kind of just, like, assisting. They dropped out days before, so it was just like, okay, That's we're going to figure this out regardless, and we're going to make it happen because we already committed. And it's not about us anyway. It's not. It's about Rihanna. And when I tell you we, we, got, we got there, we got set up, total strangers pulled up to help us. Like, some man that was just walking in the park, was like, oh, what are you guys doing? And we were like, oh, we're doing this a peace rally for this, this, and this. It's, um, it's like, I think he was Greek, I believe, in, old, like, in the 60s, this older, you know, European man. He was like, I'll be right back. He came back with, like, poster boards and markers and big, 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 huge. We have this one oh big, huge God. poster board that we use. And he was on his hands and knees out there uh, drawing up Brianna Taylor signs, coming up with ideas. Some other um, girls showed up on the scene like, hey, I saw this thing on Instagram. Are you guys the ones doing it? We're like, yeah. She was on the ground with us, putting stuff together. Like, we didn't ask anybody to come help us. We wanted people to show up. And it was amazing. People were pulling over from, like, the street. Because we did it right in front of Lake Eola. Some people were, like, circle the block, see us. Um, a family pulled over. They, they came over and said hi to us. Went out, got waters, brought a cooler full of waters and snacks. And it was, like, Look really at that. Moving. Look at that. Yeah. When like, we get, had everything we needed. You were operating on a high vibration. So people were mm-hmm. gravitating toward you. And that's yep. just the way the universe works sometimes. Oh, absolutely. So, and it started raining right at three o'clock, right? The, the, the uh, weather forecast was like rain between three and 7 p.m. And those were the, the times for our events. So I was all week long, I was like, Lord, this is Florida. You can hold the rain back for a little bit. I know how you do. Don't let this thing rain the whole day on our event. Like, we try to do something good. Right. That's how I talk. That's literally how I talk to God. He created me. So, you know, <laughs> he knows so we, talk, we talk like that. And they, they know, Heavenly Father, could you please? Because I'm just like, Lord, listen. Okay. Now, I'm doing what you said now. <laughs> you told me to get out here and help people. I'm trying to do it. And I need you to help me, too. I'm on your and side. I feel like he did. And um, he, yeah, the rain, it rained immediately at three o'clock. And then as soon as it cleared up, it was just cool enough to make it comfortable. And um, every people showed up. We had about, up to, like, at one point, we had about 100 people, like, come through. Like, I didn't wow. expect it to be like that. And then the news came. Um, they hit me up earlier in the week. Um, uh, shout out to Wes. They hit me up, like, hey, we heard about this on Instagram. We want to interview you guys. And then they wanted to do it right then on the spot, like, that moment. And I was like. Um, I'm at home. Mother teammates are at work. Like we don't really have nobody can come right now. And then it's kind of dropped away. And so I was like, man, missed opportunity. What happens next? <laughs> Two. They showed up anyways to the event, and Fox uh, 35 Orlando showed up. 
just to cover it. Like they were like, we heard about this and we wanted to just, it's, you know, get the word out there. And it was because what media, you got to be careful. They can twist your stuff around. But um, it was like the perfect coverage. They covered exactly what we wanted it. And we just want to demonstrate love and peace. We didn't want to be out there rah, rah, you know. We told the truth and we kept it real, but we weren't trying to like rile anybody up. There's enough anger and violence and stuff going on. We just wanted people to feel good. So Amen. All the singers, all the poets, all the speakers that came out. They the seemed department. so passionate. Yes. And it was good. Seeing those youth up there, they all wrote speeches for this. Like it was they little spoken word poems. Like it was amazing. Um, and the police officers as well. We wanted to thank the Orlando Police Department. Um, you know, some of the speakers weren't particularly um, holding back their tongue about how they felt about them. Yeah. But they didn't give us any problems. They were there to make sure, like, everything was good. And they left, like, halfway through it. Like, they were like, they ain't doing nothing Yeah, bad. there was we, nothing we'll to see there. Yeah. And we had some some hecklers. Um, people rolling up with uh, signs and yelling things out and stuff like that. And we didn't pay them any mind. It was like, we're not here for all that girl, so keep it. Um, so yeah, thank you guys to everybody. Ooh, God bless awesome. us, everyone, because right, that's tough. Um, it it felt good. It, actually, it wasn't really tough at all because it was it was a hundred of us over here, and there's literally one of you, you this old white woman that made it her business to pull over, get out of her car, come over with her Trump sign, and yell and heckle and just stand there and like literally nobody even turned around and looked at her. Oh, she turned Karen. around and got in her car and drove <laughs> oh, off. Karen. It was like, sis, yeah, like <laughs> find some a hobby, sis. Like it's a Sunday, go day drink. Like where's your man at? Like should you be on a like walk in the park on a cute date? You want to come over here and disrupt our shit? Like get out of here, girl. So and here's the good. thing: this is how you know, you know, this whole and we'll get into the political stuff later. But my only comment is: this is how you know the whole political movement with Donald Trump has absolutely nothing to do with Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. They don't care about him. They could care less about him. This rally you're having was not about Joe Biden. Nobody mentioned Joe Biden. This rally was about an innocent black woman who was murdered. And your answer to that is to heckle about Donald Trump. Yeah, it was like, girl, this is even what are you really saying? You know what I mean? We get it, but you're masking it with something political, and nothing about this was political at all. We weren't like, vote or die. It wasn't even that deep. It was just like, hey, this this thing happened. It sucks. It's really sad. Let's take a moment out of silence for this girl and sing some songs and just hug each other. That's literally all it was. We were passing out roses to strangers. It's really sad. Yeah, and we did have another heckler that was just like, the police, the police department is not wrong. She was wrong. She was in da 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 da. And we, I literally just stared blankly at him. Like nobody said a word. Everybody just turned and looked at him and turned back around. Like, okay, girl, are you done <laughs> Again, yet? Again, nobody's here to debate anything with anybody right. here. We're here for one purpose. You can either get on the bus or get off. So. Thank you, everybody that came out. It was great. Um, yet again, I was really excited about it. But yeah, that was my week. Um, things are going good. I'm feeling it. Don, I, I. I'm not gonna lie, I was almost in tears because I wasn't there. <laughs> and you know what? Um, I wish if we would have known how it would turned out, you totally could have came because it was originally gonna be a march. Oh. Um, but our our plans—that's why I didn't make it a big deal to you. So I was like, you know, I know how you, you know. I was like, Kayla's not gonna make it out there. She's having, you know, your knee and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So I wasn't gonna make it a big deal. But then we ended up going with Plan C, which Plan C was gonna be if we can't do the march 
then we're going to do this other little walk. If we can't do that, we're just going to sit tight. Okay. And um, with the rain and everything, and just when, how everybody just kind of came together, and we started getting the traffic from, like, the street, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, we can't go nowhere. We got to stay here because people are walking up and he wanted to hear it. People that were jogging in the park stopped and came over. People that were having lunch got up and came over and sat down. Like, Aww, it was like, okay, I so I guess that. we're going to stay here and do it. So you totally could have came. But That's such a vibe. <laughs> the, yeah, it was a, it was a, a vibe for sure. People, everybody just sitting out on the grass, Indian style, and just chilling. So I love that. It's so like seventies, um, very that. Yeah, that, you get what I'm talking like about. Like a hippie love movement. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly how it was. We, had, I mean, literally flower chat. We were passing out roses to everybody. I like love, it was. Now I'm like really upset. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's right up my alley. Well, there will be more events out there. We had our permit, and the, the city was like, they thanked us, and we cleaned up after ourselves, and so we have permission to do stuff out there again. So hopefully they'll be under better yeah. circumstances, but there will be more to come. So, Well, there will always be a reason to have a peace rally, I'll tell you that, regardless of who's the president. Right. <laughs> but we'll get there, child. Yeah. Anywho, uh, let's take a quick little break, and then we'll come back with our off topics. Sounds good. Let's do that. Right, guys we're back thanks again for tuning in it's time to get off topic okay nicole what's popping Ooh, cha. <laughs> i know so much like our last episode clearly not our bonus episode which by the way you guys do need to check out it dropped just this past wednesday we did drop a bonus episode which we never do you're welcome yeah i mean we it, it was um, the least okay. we could do for like <laughs> <laughs> it was a missing yeah. two weeks in a row. It was like, okay, here's extra episode. That never happened. That never I don't know happened. what you're talking we about. We didn't miss anything. I don't know. I have no recollection of this. Uh, <laughs> but we owed it to you guys. You know, when I go on my um crack binges, I can't really record well. So once I sober up, I'm okay. Let me tell you um, one thing. Anyway, on. <laughs> crack is whack. Crack is cheap. I'd have made too much money to have a smoke Hello. crack. Where's the receipts? <laughs> Show me the receipts, Diane. <laughs> Rest in peace to a queen. Oh my, God. my God, when people start giving out receipts for crack, that's what. That's why it's so funny because like the funniest thing you've ever like, heard. Girl, we know that there's no actual receipts, but the show me the receipts thing became like one with cl- like mm-hmm. black culture. Like now everybody's like, "Where are your receipts yeah. at? Prove it." <laughs> yeah. yeah, now now it's just a whole thing. And, but you know, it's funny that you say that because the younger generation will never really know where nope, that. Nope, they have no idea where. They're like, oh, and she got receipts, mm-hmm. and I'm I got like, the receipts. Yeah. It's like, do you know? And I got the receipts. Like the shady origin of that song, that comment, you'll never know. The way <laughs> the origin of the whole receipt thing is pretty fucking hilarious. So good. I think that's a, that interview is one that's etched in our brains for life. Oh yeah, and it's for I mean yeah. it's for all the wrong reasons because it's like it was <laughs> at the time it was like cringeworthy. <laughs> But now we can look back on it and be like, okay, it was actually hilarious because if we need to do nothing else, she could read you down. Can you imagine if podcasting were as big as it is now back then? Oh, child. And if we were doing a podcast like in the early 90s? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There'd just be so much to talk about. Too much. <laughs> Mucho. That would be a good conversation. This is why people like Wendy Williams blew up the way they did in that era because talk radio was so big. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a it was a thing. Was. But anyway, moving on. So similar to our last episode, clearly not the Netflix and chill, but the one before that, when I was doing <clears throat> my off topics, I wondered, I didn't wonder, but I liked the kind of way that I did it, meaning like there were things that were going on and then it made me have bigger questions, mm-hmm. right? So I kind of like that. Um, and I felt like 
there's a every single week there's a bajillion things going on and I don't want people to think that I don't see it because of course I do um but certain things that happen make me like think of other questions Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so one of those was and I'm sure you've heard of it the whole uh kind of off color situation happening with Naya Rivera's sister and her baby daddy right so, of course, her sister's name is Nikayla. And, you know, there's the baby daddy situation. And people are speculating that they're, you know, moving in together. And they're going to raise this child together. Um, Nikayla did release a statement. Um, I saw But the, state, the statement said nothing. Um, so, when I saw the statement and I saw that it... it I, I think it just said, like, in the darkest time of my life, the only thing that is important is my friends and family. Showing up for my nephew, even though I can't show up for myself. I'm not concerned with the way things look because no one can see each agonizing moment we all endure. What matters most, I've learned, is to show compassion, not to judge others, and never take a moment of life for granted. I hope you all can do the same. Okay, that's basically saying mind your business. I, I, I don't know what you that's heard. That's what I heard. What I heard. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's messy, <laughs> to say the least. Um, and I don't know what on earth they would be thinking, but here we are. It's 2020. Anything is possible. Pigs are flying. Whatever. The question that it gave me was, who do you feel is off? Like, who's off? Like, who can you never hook up with? You get what I mean? Mm -hmm. So is it like your friend's exes, your family members exes who is someone that you feel is just too close for home <sighs> do you know what I'm oh, saying yeah. oh yeah um yeah so um I definitely feel like the ultimate no-no is hooking up with your family's exes um mm. as far as it comes with friends um I'm not one of those people that's just like oh I'm, I, I have a pet peeve with that because I have friends that don't mind getting people's exes you know who you mm. are um, for me, that's not my cup of tea, but I can see. Yeah, I feel you like know, we talked about that before. Yeah, but the older mm-hmm. I get, I mean, if you dated, you know, somebody that I was a homie with, you know what I mean, twenty years ago, and now we're like, you know, in our middle age, and we're going, to date, it's, it depends on like the level of like what it was. I get that the pool is small out here. The older you get, that's fine. But your family, though, I'm sorry. How could you ever like? Because assuming you know you're with somebody, they were married. Excuse me, I burped. They were married, and so, like, I'm assuming there were family gatherings and things like that. If y'all get together, how are you gonna, with a straight face, bring this person to the gathering? Like, right. And even if you don't do all that, it's like I don't know how to look that person in the face and know, like, oh, I just couldn't do it. But it is a thing for people to date like the sibling of somebody that passed away or whatever because like you're grieving and you're real close and that's the thing it's happened i've Is seen it, it happen oh it's a real thing like you can look it up and see there's like countless you know, stories now about that you that. say that i can see it you know that's not so far-fetched um i think yeah. that it's because you share this feeling that you may feel no one else understands right only that person you know understands on that level and you kind of share your grief Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's what brought you together, that's not what's going to keep you together. Exactly. Um, so it's very important to kind of gauge that um, because you're both in a very vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. 
um, i.e. not your very sister, you know? I'm not judging them, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. But I, I will say that um, I hope that it's a healthy situation for the child. Right. Um, that's something that is really odd growing up in that kind of a dynamic. Like, you're my mom's sister, and you're dating my dad. Like, yeah. that's And weird. the kid is old enough to know what's going on. Right. Um, and he was trying to... And he his statement was similar to hers. It was very much... Uh, Whatever. Yeah. Mind your business, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just like, we're just doing the best for the kid. And I'm like, okay, but Are living you? living together, like, y'all were divorced. So y'all weren't living together, keeping the kid, you know? So I'm pretty sure the child is fine with one or the other, like... I don't know about y'all getting a house together and all yeah. this, but it's none of my business, child. And God bless everybody involved. I got forbid, like, couldn't imagine being in a situation like that. And I get real kind of triggered by, like, um, not really triggered, but just it makes me feel well triggered, I guess, when, like, siblings, you know, pass away and people have to talk about, oh, my sister and this and this, because I have seven siblings. So, you know, once we get old, it's, go- you know, eventually <laughs> somebody got to go first, you know what I mean? So I think about that all the time. Right. It's different when it's just like two of you guys, but it's just like, oh man, there's a lot of us and we're getting older and anything could happen. So I, I got, you know, I don't wish anything to happen on us, but I feel like it just, it's in the back of my mind, it's like a fear all the time. I'm always worried about them, always hoping that they're okay. So I'm not judging nobody that's gone through something painful like that, but at the same time, girl here's the thing i have a hard time and maybe i'm just being a realist about the situation um i have a hard time believing because naya just died okay like the girl ain't been dead but a a couple right you know what i mean um i have a hard time believing that this just happened when she died oh yeah right okay so yeah um it's kind of disgusting on a different level for that um because again that was your sister Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and it makes you also wonder what really happened to Naya. Cause I'm like, damn, well, was she depressed? You know, like what was the dynamic? What was really going on? You know, <sighs> so it's still so hard for me to it even just, talk about Naya like that. I without know, going I know. To that place. but it just really makes you ask a couple other questions now. Oh, yeah. Um, because you're like, okay, if that's going on, what else did y'all have going on that was fucked up behind the Right. Scenes? Questions that I like did not want to have to ask. Yeah. And to me, I feel like you know who you are y'all are clearly like people in the public eye so it's like you have to know questions were going to arise so it's like what is what is this what's happening what the hell yeah i digress Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah that was the question it gave me i'm like you know well are they wrong? Are they right? Who's to say? All I know is it's not respectful. Let's just keep it 100. It's not respectful. Um, not respectful to the child and not respectful to Naya. So that's just my, my, my two cents. God bless everybody involved. <clears throat> everybody, especially the baby. Okay, so this other thing that happened, again, that gave me pause and made me think about, you know, a deeper conversation was, okay, so the the show that we love to hate the whole Lisa Ray Vivica Fox the cocktails with Queen girl the bitter <laughs> aunties know. of Hollywood the, oh man um, they really need their own show Listen. like a show show because I'd watch it just for the drama because they're all gonna fight and I'm gonna laugh uh, oh yeah <laughs> so anyways the other day um you know we I don't I know that everyone doesn't know this but for me and you and I guess you know 
black everybody mm-hmm. kind of common knowledge that Lisa Ray and DeBrat are sisters mm-hmm. um but you know, I know a lot of people didn't know that. But Which whatever. is annoying. Every two years, yeah, it is a tweet, a tweet goes right. viral. Like I don't know if they were. Did you know? It's like I've really known that since I was a child. Like they right. both it's like said me it along, and it's like me along and some more. Every little, every so often, you hear like, "Did you know?" Yes, we. Yes, have. they've said it several times. <laughs> they look alike. It's not uncommon. Like it's we not know. that deep. <laughs> anyway, but anyways. So the brat made like a little special guest appearance on their show. I guess um, Lisa didn't know about it or whatever because it was for her birthday, mm-hmm. for Lisa's birthday. So the brat comes on. She gives her a little special happy birthday message, and your favorite Claudia Jordan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know she's just Had like spit that know, out. Oh, you guys, da da da, because Lisa Ray who bites her tongue for no one which is a good quality to have at some mm-hmm. point and then sometimes you just need to shut up uh <laughs> but anyway um lisa ray was like you know telling her sorry i'm making noise in the background mike um, can you please stop that telling, <laughs> right i know that was annoying yes. i'm sorry but um anyway lisa ray was telling her you know i really appreciate you coming on and telling me happy birthday in this way um you know it was really sweet yada 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 she's like but um, I haven't heard from you in months. And it was like, wah, right. wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, whoa, like, where'd that come from? Um, and then she goes in to say, because as we know, the brat is now um, an open lesbian relationship mm-hmm. uh, with BB Judy. So she's like, I had to hear about you in the blogs. Um, I'm glad that you're happy and that, you know, you're living in your truth now. We've talked about this, you know, for years. Um, you know, of her coming out, she's like, but I shouldn't have to find out about you in that way, right? Mm-hmm. Now you're airing all this on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, and the brat being so private, mm-hmm. um, her face was just like, like she was a stone, yeah, like completely expressionless, mm-hmm. just like, I can't believe this is happening and she didn't want to look surprised i think you could because the brat is so calculated like she's not the type to just be like whatever mm-hmm. who cares she's not that chick so her expressionless face said a lot mm-hmm. like bitch you know <laughs> and lisa ray and her are polar opposites in that mm-hmm. way um and so clearly she struck a nerve with the brat um you could see it it was very very uncomfortable you cut the tension with a butter knife um and then right after that, BB Judy posted like a kind of shady post on Instagram, which stupid, very, very stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, because first of all, no matter what, at the end of the day, that's her sister. Um, so you really shouldn't form any opinion. Do you get what I'm saying? Like just they're, they're sisters. So if you're going to be with her, understand that that sister is going to be a part of your life forever as well. So why ruffle feathers if you don't have to type of thing? Just let it be, let it play out, you know? Um, but as soon as she posted it, you know, people were kind of coming for her for even posting something shady. So she deleted it. Um, but on the internet, nothing ever dies. Um, anyway, my question is this, when it comes to family, because in my personal opinion, even though clearly I don't know the brat, but in my personal opinion, if the brat came out to the entire world, right. Mm -hmm. But had an issue coming out to her sister, Come on. I feel 
that um put two and two together sis. clearly clearly yeah clearly she was more concerned about being judged from lisa ray um so my question is this like do we and, and we kind of touched on this a little bit in mind your own business you know mm-hmm. But do we owe it to people who are close to us, i.e. family, i.e. best friends, whatever, to tell them when we're going to make a major move? Um, do we owe that to them? No. <laughs> you knew I was going to say. Right. Um, I felt, and I'm going to keep it short and sweet, I really felt like uh, Lisa Ray was capping and really like trying to make a moment for that show because all the reason that told me that, at first when she was going into it, I was like, okay, I'm kind of with you because I am very much the kind of person and my friends can attest to this. I've embarrassed them many times. I don't like surprises. And it's a surprise of somebody that I do not like. Don't expect me to be nice to them. Like I had a surprise. I'm going to keep it real short, but I had a surprise on one particular birthday. Mm-hmm. What um, I'm going to leave it that vague because everybody listens to the show and they're going to okay. know what the story is. But basically I Understood. had a surprise little oh let's all do this and surprise you and I two people that were invited I was just like hey hi happy birthday I didn't say nothing back like you can okay you came like what do you want you want a conversation you want me to say something to you you want me to say thank you I don't talk to you so why are you here like my friends know that they'll they've been embarrassed me I'm like oh child don't don't try and surprise him with nobody you don't like I I don't play those fake phony games and so I would clear I would I would act like Lisa Ray too like if we ain't talking we ain't talking but the brat's face told me everything I needed to know because I also don't believe in airing out sibling business me and my siblings again there's 17 bazillion of them we've all had fights and and drama and all that and what we don't do is post about each other on facebook we don't get in public fights we don't do like it's not about hiding your stuff but it's like no matter how mad i am at you i'm always going to protect my brother and sister regardless of how mad i am and i'm never gonna have you out here looking like a fool or trying to act like you did me wrong that's for me and you to get down about it's not for the rest of the world so when she started really going in i'm just like Yes, it is interesting that she came out to the world and didn't come out to you. That's probably for a reason. Maybe Makes a lot all of the interviews where you're making anti-gay and anti-bisexual comments. But anyways, um, none mm-hmm. of my business. I just felt like Lisa, girl, once again, I'm trying to hold you up in my Players Club legendary Status, you really got to But stop. it's just like now you can over. hold Diamond up, but Lisa Ray let her go. Yeah, I just I, I, she belongs to this. You street. can't take Diamond from me, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lisa, you for everybody, girl, and I'm not one of those everybody. She for the straight. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was really kind of taken aback by that, and also and maybe I'm being biased because I'm a, I'm a brat stan, which I don't really. I, we talked about it before. Same. I've always stand for the brat since the '90s. Um, and she's friends with Mariah, so <laughs> Mariah respect. You got my respect mm-hmm. too. I'm sorry. I love her Mariah stories. People like get sick of them, but I love them. Yes, they are. People don't want to believe they are really good friends. Mariah, when she when the rat got uh, went to jail the first time, Mariah paid her bail, got her out. Um, like they are friends, friends. You know what I mean? Like, and that's neither here nor there. They're like ride or dies. And I just feel like anybody that's friends with the brat, they always have nothing. She's kind of like a missy. Like, I don't ever hear anybody say anything bad about her. Everybody praises her. She's never in no mess. And she speaks up for herself. She's not no pushover. She speaks when she needs to speak up. And so her, Lisa Ray doing all that, I was just like, I'm on the brat side regardless. I'm sorry. This is a lot. And because the brat is so private, I'm going to tell you one thing for sure. Um... I 
and this is just a vibe. I could be dead wrong. I don't want to speak it on nobody, but I don't get a, a positive vibe from their relationship. Um, I don't feel in my heart that it's going to last at Why? all. Why? What happened? Um, it just, they, they don't, they don't match, like, they don't match each other's energy. Let me, let me give you an example. For example, if the brat was going to be in a relationship with someone, I would think it would be like, like Queen Latifah style, right? Not who Queen Latifah is, but I mean the person Queen Latifah dates. So the lady Queen Latifah dates is like a trainer. Um, she minds her business and she's just, you could tell like a laid back mm-hmm. chick, right? Judy is not that <clears throat> um, at all. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because Brat is so private um, and Judy wants to be out loud so bad, Mm -hmm. like so thirsty bad, like let's be real. Um, I think that Judy doesn't think that she's thirsty because she has a name for herself, but honey, so many people don't know who Mm -hmm. you are. I mean, I know. I've never seen it. I don't. I saw that one picture of her when right. she came out and I haven't seen anything from her since. No shade. I just I mean I've been really fo- I've been following her for years. Um she's someone that I admire business wise. And I've said that. Um, but I'm also not um under any you know confusion about who she is. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I feel like even though I know who you are and I've I've followed you for years, I'm well aware of the fact that a lot of people mm-hmm. don't. Um, so what I mean by that is I feel like Judy's kind of chasing something when she's with the brat. Yes, I think she has feelings for her. Like, you can see that. Um, but I think she has more to gain from this relationship than Brat does, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and when you watch it, you kind of, over time, you get this sort of thirsty vibe. And I'm like, yeah. See, and in my opinion, I feel like that's one of the reasons. Like, there was um, who the lady we like, Impressive. Mm-hmm. Impressive kind of called out something. She was like, you know... Um, Brat knows how Lisa Ray talks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and how she can be really judgmental and just kind of give it to you raw and just nobody really wants to hear mm-hmm. that, you know? And Judy does have, um, like, a bit of a sketchy past, you mm-hmm. know? She's been accused of scamming in the past. There's this, like, kind of conspiracy theory that, like, a, a, a friend's child died in, like, Judy's pool and there may have been some foul play. Like, this has been said, Oh, like, goodness years. gracious. And she's just been, you know, accused of a couple, a couple things that are just not very becoming. And I think because, like I said, Brat is so private, she was going to do everything in her power mm-hmm. to steer clear of the negative side of her being with Judy, mm-hmm. being, like, pushed out there, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and no, Judy doesn't have, like, a ton of bad press, um, but the bad press that she does have isn't good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I said a lot, but what I'm, what I mean by all that is just this, like, it's, it's important in relationships, in my opinion, to be equally yoked with someone, Mm -hmm. because when you're not, it just shows. And after a while, even if you're together for years, after a while, it shows. And then you start to wonder, well, what the hell have I been doing with this person all this time? Like, we don't work, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's the vibe I get with them is, um... You know, really, really out loud, really, really, we're gay, we're gay. And that's never been the brat, ever. Um, not because she didn't want to come out, but just because literally that's not her personality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, it just, the other day, like, I think Brat was doing an ad for, like, it's a, 
I think it's a really neat restaurant. It's called Slutty Vegan. Have you ever heard of it? Yes. So I love their little, um, the way that they name their stuff. It makes it all like sexual, but it's, you know, vegan. Mm -hmm. So it's a way to make veganism sound cool. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So I love that. So Brat does all these little ads and she's like, oh, she's like, oh man, this burger from Slutty Vegan. It's so good. It's like all over my mouth, like the cheese. And Judy like commented, she's like, oh, I thought it was the only thing all over your mouth or all over your face. Oh. And it's just like, so you see the comment and you're kind of like, okay, girl, stop. Mm-hmm. But because Brat just doesn't talk like that. Yeah. And it's not like Brat's going to comment back and be like, oh, yeah, that's right. You're all over my, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's it's not her. And I'm like, yeah, this ain't going to work. You're doing too much. Mm. Like, yeah, you know better than me. I, I don't have a dog in this fight because I literally have never seen anything with, with them together besides that first thing. But I believe well, that. Well, I follow both of them also. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, yeah. I take your word for it. So yeah. I... But I mean, in general, I think you get where I'm going. Oh, no, I totally like, get where you're going. You know, I just... Yeah. It's just like, I would... I'm not going to say, but I... Uh, it's just like you and someone else we know mm-hmm. um i feel like it'd be a good idea in the moment mm-hmm. but in the long run you would walk away absolutely because it's not that that person is bad they're just not the person for it's you it's just different forever yeah yeah it's just not how and you get not, down exactly and it's not personal mm-hmm. it's not it's just it just is yeah and unfortunately personality deficits after a while you know, what can be fun and intriguing in the beginning, you start to find annoying mm-hmm. and, you know, all of that. Yes. I so, can relate to Brett and the whole privacy yeah. thing. And privacy does right. not equal sneaky or untruthful. It's just No, it's just privacy. So, so, I get it, child. That's my whole thing there is, you know, do we owe our family stuff? No, not really. No. I think that it depends on the nature of the relationship. I will say that. Like, if me and you have been best friends since we were kids, and we tell each other everything, I mean, everything, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go off and you get married. I think that would hurt me, you know, that I didn't know or I couldn't be there for you, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I can get that side of it. Um, but on the flip side, I would never publicly, you know, just throw you under the bus. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's just, I'm all about, like, and maybe that's the old school in me. I'm all about, like, Cut the cameras, dead ass. Let's go to this room and right. handle this real quick because I have issues. But <laughs> I'm never the type to just be like a reality star to be like, so I heard that da, 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 da. it's like this ain't for everybody. This is for me and you. Cause I don't need the spectacle. If I'm mad enough to say something about it, I don't need the spectacle. I need you to clearly right. hear me and not be distracted by everybody else, everything else going on. I won't it's gonna be me and you locked in hand to hand combat <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> like, I don't need an audience. I don't need all that. So, God bless us, everyone. Like I say with everybody. Facts. Yeah, and I feel the same way. Um, I think the only reason I would ever get that kind of loud is if you just didn't care. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Are, are we having this moment? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's mm, how mm, I feel mm. too. So I think those are the only things I really wanted to touch on. I mean, there's a couple other things where I'm like, yeah, nah. I just really wanted to get your opinion on the whole dynamic. Yeah, it's complicated, dude. But um, again, I try. I just my opinions are literally me. If it were me or me in a situation, but yeah, we have course. to realize that our families are different. We don't know what happened behind the scenes. Lisa Ray could be totally right with this, 
She could be totally wrong. I don't. I'm not here to judge nobody's positions, but I am looking over there sideways, like, girl, what? Yeah, I think it. I would be more on Lisa's side if it weren't for the fact that Brat came out to the world and not you. That tells me a lot. Yeah, it. it I, I was waiting for it to be a deeper thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm not saying that's not deep, but I'm just like, mm, this this particular subject has me raising an eyebrow or two. So I'm sure in time, you know, because the brat is not meek by any means. She's She speaks up for herself. So in time, she'll spill her side of the tea. Um, and I'll be waiting with my cup when the time comes. Oh, hello. Same. So, <laughs> anywho. All right, so we're going to take a little break. break? Yeah. Jinx. All right, we, do, we both did that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back, guys. Bye. Hey guys, this episode is also brought to you in part by Shawn Michael Co. Shawn Michael Co. has a goal to create clothing for every situation in life while also striving to provide the most comfortable experience ever. So head on over right now to shawnmichaelco.com. That's S-H-A-N michaelco.com. And use my promo code DONB to get $5 off your total purchase. You're welcome. All right, guys, we're back. Thanks again for joining us. It's time for Offbeat. Um, and this week, in lieu of the, you know, the American flag burning down to the ground, um, <laughs> I wanted to get into, I had wrote this topic down a long time ago, but never did the research on it as like something I wanted to do on Offbeat, but um, I just never really followed through with it. And so when I was scrolling through like, oh, this week's, you know, episode, what I want to talk about, I went to my page of notes and I was like, the national verse anthem versus the Negro national anthem. I'm like... This is perfect because there's everything going on right now. So I kind of want to dive into that. And a lot of people don't even know that the Negro National Anthem exists. Um, so I just kind of want to break down both of them. And, and that's just sad. Just talk <laughs> of, and just kind of talk about, like, first of all, both of them. Are they needed? Are they, you know what I mean? So here's my mm. argument with it. So um, first of all, let me get some background. So obviously the National Anthem, we know the Star Spangled Banner. Um, I found some fun facts about it that I don't know if everybody knows, but I always thought and I swore that when I was a kid, I was taught that it was written during the Revolutionary War. And it was like a beacon of hope for like the country. And, you know, the, the, the flag was still flying amongst the rockets blowing up and all that shit. Um, that's, that part is true, but it was actually the War of 1812. So we had been a country for a minute at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the War of 1812 that we had um, and again it was still against you know Britain because they had lost the initial war and then there was more stuff going on they were you know trying to get us back um, when I say us I mean the Rotten Americans that were here before me um, right but it was written by Francis Scott Key which we know mm-hmm. um, he was a lawyer and a poet at the time he was 35 um, almost like it was in September of 1814 so we're almost you know the anniversary don't pass but not too long ago um, but yeah, it was written in 1814. We all know the story. There was an attack on, you know, Baltimore, the Battle of Baltimore in the harbor. And at the end of the violent attack, he looked up and through the smoke, the flag was still tattered, but it was still waving. He was just super inspired to write this poem. It was a poem at first. Um, and it was actually set to music. Um, the song that it was set to, oh, I didn't write it down. Sorry, guys. But it's actually a British song, which made me laugh because I was like, this better be a cover. <laughs> I'm like, I'm right? Like, How interesting! Nothing is that? we have is original. Like <laughs> nothing. It's literally it just wrote this poem and and uh, put it over a track that was popular um, 
in England. Actually, let me find it because now it's going to sound unprofessional if I don't name what it is. But I thought it was so interesting. It's called, um, now forgive me, y'all, to, I think it's Anacrin. I don't know how to pronounce that. The song is the Anachronetic Song, <laughs> but it's like to Anachronin in Heaven. That's like the name of the song. Um, it was made popular in London. It was a big, it was like a big hit at the time. And so basically they just used that track and they put the poem with it and created the Star Spangled Banner as we know it today. Um, so anyways, I thought that was really interesting. Go figure. But even when it was put together back then, it was just a popular song. It didn't actually become the national anthem until 1931. Um, and Woodrow Wilson, you know, signed it into, um, excuse me, uh, March 3rd, 1931, Woodrow Wilson um, made it the official uh, national anthem. And then it was signed over by um, President Hoover after that. But it was officially in 1931, it was like, okay, this is our national anthem. So up until that point, we had like My Country Tis of Thee, another song that was written, but based off of a British song. So another cover. <laughs> and then America the, America the Beautiful, <laughs> which I love America the Beautiful to this day. I will never understand why America the Beautiful is not our national anthem. Thank you. Okay. We're going to get there, sis. But yeah. there was like a toss up between those songs. My Country Tis of Thee, America the Beautiful, the Star Spangled Banner, like who's, you know, who's the baddest bitch of them all? It became the Star Spangled Banner. That's our national mm-hmm. anthem. But it's been debated for years and years and years. Now, um, the reason I bring up like the controversy about it, um, and a lot of people don't know this, but there's been petitions to like get that removed for the longest. Yep. The most recent one was mm-hmm. in 2017. The NAACP petitioned again to have it removed, um, specifically because of the third verse. Right. There's a line in there that says, no refuge could save the hireling and the slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know how y'all interpret that, but it's clear as day to me what that means. Um, the argument that they, being America, <laughs> has always tried to provide was like, right. oh, it's talking about by slaves, they mean we were the slaves, we were oppressed by Britain, and we were right. blah, 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 blah. Um, when this clearly that's not what it was. For those of you that no. don't know, the War of 1812, Britain um, freed um, se- lots of slaves, several slaves, if they would come and fight on their side. So it was like, come fight with us, we'll free you, you can come over to come over to England, we'll give you land, and this, that. Like They were like, look, this is wrong, we're trying to... It was kind of a precursor to the Civil War a little bit, um, how like they were like all the countries were pressuring the United States to end slavery. Um, and so part of the deal with the Britain armies was like, hey, y'all can fight for us and you'll have your freedom. So this line was like an intimidation to the slaves that were daring to like leave and go fight with the British. It was just like uh, nothing, there's no refuge, nothing can save you from the terror of the fight or the gloom of the grave. Like we're going to get you regardless. And that's clearly what it means. You can read it and see that. And that's why that, um, that is omitted from the national anthem. We only sing the first verse of course. and we'll leave it at that. Um, so for years and years, people, people are, and there's rumors that Francis Scott King may or may not ha- have had slaves or his family had slaves. And I didn't see that. I've heard that, but I didn't see that in my research. So I'm not going to make that statement, but regardless, we all know what time it is. So, mm-hmm. um, and even if I, I wrote this down too as a note, let's say that America was right. Let's say that the national anthem was uh, really about the oppressiveness of Great Britain and us trying to fight for our rights to be, you know, uh, emancipated from them, so to speak. It's still offensive because America, at the same time as doing this, is oppressing the indigenous people that live here and the black people that you have as slaves. So it's like, 
you want to be oppressed, but you're oppressing people. Sounds familiar, but sounds very American. I digress. <laughs> so that was one uh, one of the controversies that came up, and then another one that came up that I didn't know this either. Did you know that in 1998, um, the fe- federal law stated that during the national anthem, when the flag was displayed, everybody present um, has to stand at attention. Like, I always thought that we just did that out of this, like, oh, it's an American patriotic thing. You stand up, Yeah, it's a you real thing. thing. It's just not something that's, you know, enforced. It's not enforced. But it's a thing. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, I thought it was just, thing. like, a thing that we were just kind of told to do. Yeah, you're supposed to, like, put your hand over your heart, yeah. stand, take off your hat, like, all that. And it's, I didn't know it was, like, an actual law. It's been a law, it's been a yeah. law since 1998, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Well, that's why a lot of, you know, conservatives love to throw that out there all the time um, about respecting the flag and respecting the law and... La, 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 la. Listen, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not even. We don't have to go down that rabbit that. hole, right? Because... Yeah, I'm not going to. But I'm just saying that's why people say it. And me, what I've you know, like I said, I've always been a free thinker. I've always been very weird about uh, the national anthem and the whole standing up of your heart thing. And this is before you know 2016, Colin Kaepernick, the movement, all this stuff. This is me as a kid. I did it in school when I had to, but I was questioning them. I'm just like, what is this? Like, why are we performing? patriotism like why are you frowned upon if you don't stand up or you know what i mean like mm-hmm. um so when the, when the Kaepernick situation happened i just felt even more liberated i was like well great because i'm not doing that either because it does you're not going to tell me that i'm disrespecting the people that died for the country by not standing up and being like a fucking robot and see, and and see people would people would counter argue that by saying well look at that you should respect it because you live in a place where you have that option right like, you can freely say here in America, we can have a podcast, we can openly say mm-hmm. in public, I don't have to do that. I'm not doing that. And we feel just fine because we're Americans. Um, and so, you know, that's what people, you know, the freedom. The thing is this, when you, just like I talked about in the last episode, when you talk about freedom, but you only allow it to apply to those who agree with you, it then Thank becomes you. conditional. Thank you. Um, and so for your, if you're going to argue with me and say, oh, well, you know, that's why you should love America because you have all these freedoms. Well, exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> exactly. I'm free to feel like this is some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, it's, so and my thing isn't like anti-American. You know, I'm anti-establishment yeah. and always have been. I've always right. been the kind of question establishments and not like to try and be dense or rebellious. I've just always wanted to think for myself and I'm like, okay, I'm with that. But why is that so? Oh, just because everybody's doing it. So we're supposed to do that. Like anytime that's ever been presented to me, I've always been the one to go against it because I'm just like, I want to know why first. I don't mind doing it, but I'm not doing it just because everybody's doing it. Like what kind of life is that? And it's cost me some a few times, but I'm never going to change. Like I don't like being forced to perform things. I mean, ask the pastor, <laughs> like in church, like you go, you have a rough week and the whole church knows about it. And then when altar call comes, everybody turns to you and acts like you should go up there and throw your hands up. It's like, I'll go if I feel like it, but I'm not going to go up and perform because I have to, like, it needs to be from the heart in anything you do. So that's a big thing with me. And so when I was reading this, I was like, not, it was a lot since 1998, like girl, bye. Anyways, um, I'm not, and I'm not it's trying true. to slap anybody in the face that believes in that. You know what I mean? I come from military family. Like my uh, granddad was in the Navy. He was a big deal in the Navy. Um, he, he was a general when he passed away, he had five funerals across the country. The Navy, the government threw his through funerals. They threw three for him. And then the church did two. <laughs> he was a big deal in the military. My parents met in the military. I was, I think the first boy to not go. Um, cause again, you know me, I'm a rebel daddy. Um, but 
I respect the military. I don't have, I'm not out here trying to bash anything, but I'm also a big believer in thinking for yourself and doing what you want to do and what's best for you. So um, that's my whole thing with that. But when I read that it was an actual law, I was like, hmm, didn't know that. Um, but yeah, so that was, there was a few fun facts about the national anthem. We'll come back to that in a second. Um, mm-hmm. Now the Negro national anthem, um, a lot of people don't know. Um, it's called Lift Every Voice and Sing. And it was also... Most of us Black kids had to learn it. But you know. Was forced to learn <laughs> like, it, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I actually learned it in school. And I didn't go to a Black yeah. school. Like, it was like... I remember That's being good. like... It was like in our music books and we sang it in school. Um, That's a good thing. Yes. Um, it was also a poem um, that was written by James Weldon Johnson. Um, and it was written actually for uh, Abe Lincoln's birthday. It was written in 1900 and it was written for his birthday and recited at his birthday because, you know... Abe Lincoln, you know, was the first one to emancipate the slaves, and uh-huh. he did a lot for, quote-unquote, you know, the Black movement, um, uh-huh. whether he wanted to or not. <clears throat> um, he was also uh, part Black himself. People like to ignore that, but he was we are he was actually the real there. first Black president, but we'll get there. We're not going there. <laughs> that's, why he's on, that's why he's on the penny, the brown coin. It's shade. I know. Anyways, <laughs> um, James Weldon Johnson is the fun fact. Uh, Duval. He was from Jacksonville, Florida. Did you have to do that? Yes, my family in Jacksonville would like be happy for me. So, Duval. Duval. I was like, yes, James Weldon. But yeah, he was um, he's from H- um, uh, Bahamian descent, um, but he was uh, born in Jacksonville. And he was um, a poem, a playwright, a musician, and he was very, very accomplished. Um, he actually went on to do things that we know and love to this day, Porgy and Bess, um, a lot of classic, you know, musicals. Um, but anyway, so he wrote it. It was a poem. They said it. They, you know, just like that. They kind of stayed. There was a song that someone I was working with. They said it to music. We got to lift every voice and sing. Um, and if you haven't heard it, I would say the most notable performance of it in recent years is Beyonce did it at Coachella. Um, quote, well, I should say Beachella. <laughs> when she did her legendary Coachella performance, she performed lift every voice and sing right smack in the middle, which I kind of appreciated because it was like, yay, blackly, black, black, blackness. Um, but at the same time, I have an issue with it a little bit, too. Um, and not so much an issue with it. Well, kind of. You know, I'm... Yeah, I told you before, I'm really weird with, like, Negro spirituals. I feel like they had a time and a place. Um, they were there for our ancestors to get them through and be strong. But in 2020, it just kind of feels like it perpetuates a little bit of, like, a... Like a, a victim mindset you know what i mean it's just like i want to show more strength now it's like we're not those people we're not we're in a position now to be like i want something more empowering i don't want to be sad when i hear about hear a black you know him or religious him i don't want to feel that way because it feels like i don't have my power you know what i mean it's just like it's empowering because you guys saying it but i don't want to keep pushing that narrative with just like because again it was written for abraham lincoln who you know abolished slavery great but this is 2020 now so it's just like can we come up with something else that's like empowering people and not just being like oh we shall overcome it's just like we needed that and i'm not i respect that but now it's just like quit it it paints a picture to not us but to other races like we're still beneath and we're we still need that oh you poor black people it's just like no (laughs) we ain't that no more you know what i mean we are here so that's my whole thing with that um, and so I was doing this whole debate back and forth, like, so the Negro National Anthem, I feel like maybe a little outdated, but I love it. Um, as well, in the Star Spangled Banner, I feel like it's, I mean, basically, it just gaslights black and brown people. You know what I mean? 
it's like making us feel like we should just stand up and sing it and get behind it as if it doesn't have racist undertones and it was like direct shade to us right so um my thing was i was like do we need a new national anthem because the like i said the current national anthem um leaves out black and brown people but the negro national anthem also leaves out like indigenous peoples latinx and white people like this is a country it's a melting pot and so it's like instead of having a black anthem and a white anthem i'm like can we just make America beautiful the total everybody's anthem or yeah. write something, come up with something new? So I just want to get your thoughts on that. Like, how do you oh, feel I mean, about I've the anthem in general? That. I mean, that verse of the national anthem has been controversy since, I don't know, I learned about it when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, always. And it's never not been there. And I've, I, just like we always say, America not only will serve you up a steaming hot bowl of racism, but then they'll try to force you to eat it and then pretend to like it. Right. And then spit in your face. <laughs> and spit it in your face, you know? Yeah. And it's crazy. <laughs> um, there's nothing patriotic about a song like the national anthem and people who will blindly act as though it's okay. Um, they're just racist. I mean, there's no other way to say that, but the truth. Um, because when something is blatantly offensive to people that are non-black, all hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't be anti-Semitic. Oh, nope. dear God, we will die. You know, oh, yeah. Um, we can't do any of those things. But, you know, the second that black people have something. Oh, speaking of, did you see? And I'm so sorry, but I have to say this. The governor of California, what he did today. Mm-mm. So. Um, he's working toward being the first state to openly consider reparations. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that happened today. Hmm. Um, there, and what I'm saying is that like, we just love to act in America as though we're not openly hurting people, but mm-hmm. black people have been the most victimized group period, mm-hmm. you know, and people who are racist will try to even say, oh, well. The Irish people had it bad. Don't the you Italian Americans. The Italians were treated horribly. What about the Native Americans, black people? Y'all only care about yourself. <laughs> it's insane. The reason um, that black people get it the worst is because it never ends. It's never end. You can't openly, really, truly say that um, Italians and um. Irish people are right now in 2020 being systematically killed, killed off. Thank you. And I don't just mean by police. (laughs) Yeah. Abortion, the whole abortion thing that people love to, you know, throw in our face, but we don't um, like to talk about the ugly side as to why that is. Um, We also don't talk about prenatal care for black women, how it lacks and how Mm -hmm. black women are dying alarmingly higher rates than white mothers while giving mm-hmm. birth. We don't talk about the lack of healthcare, taking our, our symptoms seriously. Someone that I admire and I talk about all the time, of course, lovely T, my favorite um, blogger. She, of course, has sickle cell disease because I've talked about that. Mm-hmm. But she, just the other day, this was like early this week, she had been, um, and remember I told you, her and I were like in the DMs talking about this, about us having like this cough. Like you hear me cough sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and she had it too, but she was also having like chest pain and she just could not figure out why. So this past week she went to the doctor and well, she was trying to go to the doctor, 
But of course, for COVID, all they wanted to do was like test her for COVID or ask her about COVID. And she was really, really aggravated because she knows that she doesn't have goddamn coronavirus. Um, Because she's like, Mm -hmm. I don't go anywhere. I don't leave my house because I have pre-existing conditions. So, you know, my kids will go to the store or whatever, whatever, whatever. So she was just like, health visit, which, you know, was just virtual. Um, And she was telling them, no, I need to see a physician. So she just took it upon herself to go to the emergency room because she could not get in to see her primary. She goes to the emergency room, finds out. And the physician, like, tells her, you know, I'm glad that you were here. I'm glad you came. You know, if you had waited any longer, you could be dead. She had blood clots in her lungs. Hmm. Um, and what I'm saying is that as black women, like, we're always looked at. And black men, don't get me wrong, same thing, same thing. But I'm a black woman, so I'm just speaking from my perspective. Um, mm-hmm. We're, as black people, period, though, we are looked at as, you know, strangely strong. Like, we can mm-hmm. just endure so much pain and you know, so much um, trauma that our pain isn't real. Just like when they mm-hmm. when we go back to, you know, like we talked about butt busting in the past and all this crazy stuff that was done to us and yet we survived physically. Mm-hmm. They really believe wholeheartedly that we don't feel pain. Or at least that we don't feel it the way that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like because of that mindset, that's why we get abused in on different levels as well. You know, that they feel like we're being dramatic. If we say police brutality is real, we're dying. Oh, you guys, black people, come on. You guys, come on. You know, like, they just don't take us seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, really, really sad because, you know, that's back when we were just looked at, was it, was it one eighth of a human? Like, what? Yeah. Um, and in some people's mentalities, we're still there. We're still there. Listen, research Sarah Bartman. Oh, I don't want to. Research Sarah Bartman breaks Henrietta my Lacks. Heart. Research the Tuskegee syphilis oh, experiments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Research the surgical experiments on enslaved yep. people. Like, I can do oh, this yeah. all day. Um, the experimental MMR vaccines yep. that they were putting they were yep. doing on black people. Flint, Michigan oh. with the water. Like, we are... And when this and when the COVID vaccine comes out, you better believe it's going to hit the hood first. Oh, they were already trying, just like over in what we're not talking, what no one's talking about now. Remember how oh we in the beginning the whole coronavirus thing, right? When it first started in Wuhan, right? You remember mm-hmm. me doing that episode and telling you guys that they were evicting black people, putting them on the street, um, because they were yep. trying to blame it on us <laughs> over in mm-hmm. fucking China, right? Yep. So then they were telling those, um, you know, black exchange students that they would have to be, you know, the first to get the, the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Honey, it's already happening. It's yeah. already happening. And it's, it's really, 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 really sad. And we don't have to go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> no, we don't. But it's, it's a lot. So because we we've done this, but y'all people just need to understand, like, oh, I got I started getting into that and I'm just like really Sorry, frustrated all over again. But the, um, it's real. It's just no it's not you. It's just it's real. And it's just like I don't know how we can have all this and then stand up with a straight face and literally recite uh the stand right. national anthem or the fucking Pledge of Allegiance. It's like girl, this means nothing to us because it's not it wasn't written for us. So um I just feel like going forward, you know, after America burns to the ground and comes back as a new Correct. country, I'm like, 
there needs to be a petition to uh, a new national anthem. <laughs> now, I'm voting for America the Beautiful. It's the most non-problematic lyric-wise. But, you know, we can do something totally new. Like, it, it hasn't always been, you know, the birthplace of the anthem. It wasn't like it came out. It was like it came before the country. It didn't come into effect until 1931, damn near 100 and something years after we mm-hmm. already been a country. So we can change it then. We can change it again. It's just that America the um, Beautiful. But, yeah, I just wanted America to get your thoughts on that. America just talks about America. Let's leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people opt to sing that um, instead of the yeah. national anthem. Like when um, people are asked to perform like a football game or whatever, it's acceptable. And people are just like, oh, I'm going to sing America the Beautiful instead. And that's kind of like substituted in. And I really, I didn't really appreciate it back a long time ago. I was like, oh, I love this song. It's so pretty. And now I'm just like, yeah, that's probably the least problematic way to, uh, to honor your country. Yeah. <laughs> be patriotic. Because at the same time, we are American. We live here. Like, I'm not trying to be like, burn America to the ground. It's like, where are we going to go? You live here. But I want to have real pride. I don't want forced fake pride and BS. I want to be proud of where I come from. Um, but I don't want to stand here and sing a song that was written as literally direct shade to my ancestors. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to unpack there, but I just thought it was really, really interesting when I was reading just like, um, just the background of everything and how we came to be. Um, but yeah, I just want to hear your thoughts. So you are a stand of the Negro National Anthem. Oh, no, do you feel I'm like, not. Do you, does no. that, um, like I was going to say, do you feel like I'm reaching with no, like the I whole, agree whole like, about, like, black pain? It's 2020. Don't get me wrong. Have we come a long way in, in a sense? Yes. Yes, we have. We have had a black president. We can't pretend that we haven't made strides. Um, you know, we have black people in the Supreme Court, but, um, we, as far as we come, we always tend to get knocked back 20 more feet, you know, or it took us so Mm -hmm. much longer than it took our white counterparts, you know? Um, so Mm -hmm. I don't feel like at this point we need to be crying out, you know, lifting every voice and hoping for a change and all of that any longer. At this point, we are kicking down the doors we are demanding it it's no longer yeah we're, we're no it. longer asking um we're no longer hoping and wishing and praying um we're just taking right. it because we're tired um and so yeah. the song had its um place at and its time um but you know mm-hmm. we're no longer waiting in the water okay we're not there anymore right so let's just not you know <laughs> Yeah, even I mean that I told you I I caught some slack from that new song with the little boy that I just want to live like he has an amazing voice and I'm proud of him for getting recognition and I hope he goes on and has an amazing career because he's a great singer but that song really triggered me I was like I don't want my nieces and nephews singing songs mm-hmm. like this feeling like you're less than and begging to live it's like no we are we I will not accept and the this video to the song more. is you know triggering I mean? as hell. Oh, oh, you know I didn't watch gee, that. I was Mm-mm. like, yeah, no. <laughs> we played it at the Breonna Taylor yeah. rally that we did, and I was like... Not waiting for uh, it You know to what? Be it's over. for the moment. Waiting I'm going to let y'all over. play it. But the whole time, I was cringing like, can we change this? Like... And it was like one of the things where I was DJ, I was like DJing the music, and like somebody like requested, "Oh, play that song." Yeah, I want to hear that. And people and the people in the audience were just waving, swaying back and forth, and waving their hands. So if it touches you emotionally, I'm not trying to take that away from you. Me personally, I will not be teaching that to right. my kids or nieces and nephews. Like I just want to know you are going to live, and you're going to make them. You know what make I mean? Make them hear like, you. Yeah. 
Fight the power. <laughs> can we do that? And can we get some they they remade Fight like, the Power. Did you strength. see that? It's like not. Oh no, I didn't and... see that. Oh, I can't remember. But it's a bunch of people. Yeah, they remade it, and I loved that. That's what I'm talking about. Like, yes. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna look it up. And I'm joking. I don't. It doesn't have to be nothing angry or like crazy, like no, fucking police no. or nothing like that. Um, but I'm just like, I just would appreciate the same strength. And, and proudness that you know white Americans feel when the national anthem is played and they can stand there and salute and cry and all that stuff. I want to have those right. same feelings. That's yeah, all. I wasn't, and I think that it's fair because I'm an American and I pay my taxes like everybody else and I work hard and so does you know the Asian American, so does the Latinx American, so does you know so does the Italian Americans that and the Polish Americans that want to be <laughs> marginalized so bad. We all deserve something that is for us and that we're proud of and that we can I stand agree. behind. But like, that's just my thoughts on that. We can, we don't have to get, we can beat that with a dead horse. No, like, but I told you, I agree. <laughs> go, with oh, that. I don't, I don't make this like a super I, I definitely long thing. agree with that. I feel like but, we do need something that is our own. Um, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I feel like as Black Americans, we talk out of both sides of our mouth. What I mean is, we want mm-hmm. something all to ourselves, but we also want to be looked at as equal. So we. Well, yeah, I don't think we need anything yeah. all to ourselves. I think it just needs to be the whole separate but equal thing just needs to be true like if it's gonna be if you want if you want to separate us then fine we can be separate and have our equal thing if you want this united states like you claim you do okay then make it fair for everybody i'm with either side if you want to separate fine if you want to be together fine but it needs to be fair across the board with everything no that's just not the case it's like it's really the country talking out the side of their necks being like we're all one we're all the same and we're da, 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 when it's convenient but the second like I said, the second you have any other opinion besides how they feel, or you just sim- simply state your experience, you're anti-American. That's true. And that was the thing. So, but more on that in the next <laughs> segment because you know we got off we got a little something, something going on, child. Let's, let's get into it. So let me get a right, let me get a drink refill, and we will come right back yourself, with that. Honey, it's just a mess. <laughs> Listen, all right, y'all. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you thanks in part to our friends over at Studio SMV. Studio SMV is not only your complete video and photography rental studio facility, but also offers great photo and video service for all your needs, including social media, business, and personal. Studio SMV is also a network membership studio club that allows media creators, photographers, producers, and directors a chance to become a member and get discounts on studio rentals, classes, gear, talent, and services. So if you're just starting out in the industry or are a professional looking for a studio to rent and call home, Studio SMV is the place for you. Yep, so head on over to studiosmv.com for more information and make sure to follow them on Instagram at Studio SMV. Now back to the show. All right, guys, we are back. It is time to get off color and baby. I'll let you take it away. Oh, my God. You don't even (laughs) have to. So, whatever. Um, Did you guys watch the shit show? Did you guys watch the rap battle between the two new rappers? JoJo Biden. The Real Housewives of Washington, (laughs) D.C. The Real Housewives of Potomac. I, I literally... At this point, of course, when it comes to Donald Trump, and as, as you know, just a disclaimer, you guys know we don't try to get too political over here, but we, 
right. Yeah, this we is the first and last time we're gonna have a discussion like what this. What the so hell know. just happened? So, <laughs> um, yeah. To put it plainly, I feel like um, we. I hope that we haven't, but we definitely, to a degree, have become quite desensitized to Donald Trump's antics. Um, and we shouldn't mm-hmm. be because he is the commander in chief in reality. Um, and mm-hmm. yet, and still, because we're so used to Donald Trump, the mogul, you know, Donald Trump, the mm-hmm. celebrity, that we can't really see past that and try to hone in on the fact that this man is actually our fucking president. Because he's never switched up. Mm-hmm. It's not him. Mm-mm. And the, the the issue here is, okay, the debate sucked. We all know that. The bigger issue here is that we're, we did this. <laughs> and now, I, my, my question is that, do you feel like the office of the president is now forever tarnished? Because it really feels that way for me. It feels like the level of respect that we once had for that office, where... If the president walked into the room, you'd be like, oh, shit, the president. Now it's like, mm-hmm. whatever, like, this shit's crazy. They're all clowns, you know? Um, and it's it just like the respect <laughs> is gone. It's lost. And it's the highest office in the land. And we should so, want to respect that person. <laughs> it's crazy. I have very mm-hmm. mixed feelings about that, right? So, um and again, my political beliefs aren't always okay. popular, mm-hmm. so take it with a grain of salt. But I'm gonna keep—I gotta keep it real. Um, I uh, four years ago, I was—I uh, was one of those th- people thinking that, like, oh my gosh, this is just tarnished the presidency. Like, nobody's gonna take us serious. Other countries are laughing at us. All like, that is you true. Ever take it yeah. serious when you have a celebrity as your president. But now, like I said before, there's the thing with Donald Trump is. I hold. I keep the same energy with him that I do with everybody. Um, I have to respect you being who you are mm-hmm. 100% of the time. And I say that because we do respect the presidency, but there's a lot of things of that course. go on behind closed yeah. doors that we don't understand or know. And I think that we have been kind of brainwashed. It's almost like the pastor of your church. It's almost like, how dare you question your pastor or think anything but positive things about him? But it's like, that man is a human being and there's all kinds of, I'm sure there's scandals in his life. There's things going on in his life as well. I'm not saying everybody is bad, but everybody ain't good. And I think our whole life, I was taught as a kid, like to be president, you had to be like this unicorn, you know, person that was just so perfect and nice to everybody and well-spoken and all these different things. And that may be true, but I feel like, I don't blame, I can't blame the, all the country's problems on Donald Trump when, you vote, when you're voted in, if you are or you aren't. I'm still iffy on that too. But when a lot of people share those same mm-hmm. sentiments. And so it's like, again, I would much rather have an asshole stand in my face and call me every slur in the, word, in the world and belittle me because now I know who you are and how to move. But what I don't need is four years of blanketed BS where it's like, oh, everything's cool, everything's fine. And we might not be seeing it, but you're over, you're bombing other countries, you're not fixing the Flint water crisis, there's still killings happening. Like all these horrible things, America's been out of control my whole life. Things have always been awful. But it seems like every four years, it's like we have one president that's, you know, awful and terrible, and we're all just like, ew, 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 <laughs> Ronald Reagan. We can go further back, we can go farther back than that. 
uh, you know what I mean? We have a president like John F. Kennedy, who was like, you know, the whole the basically like, Oof. oh, I believe in everything. I believe in all these rights. I believe X, Y, Z. I'm here for the people. And then you get a Nixon that comes in around the corner. And it's just like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I don't do this. You know what I mean? And then you have, it just goes on and on and on. We get Ronald Reagan. And then we have Jimmy Carter and everything's cool again. Then we have, uh, you know what I mean? We have the Jimmy Carters. We have, who else, who else was on the bad side? Um, the who, first George Bush. H.W. Yeah. Bush. You know what I mean? Then the first Bush. Then we get Bill Clinton. Everything's cool again. See, don't worry about it, black people. We love y'all. Everything's good. Meanwhile, y'all are still oh, passing yeah. laws to lock us up. Y'all are, you know, nothing's changed. We're still yeah, dying. The, We're still the getting love tested. Affair that we you have know, with the all Clintons, we talk about earlier are still happening. Again. I digress. Yeah. But we do it with all the Democrats. And then we, uh, George Bush, you know, the junior comes in and now he's there and um, bullshitting, you know, and we're all just like, ew, George Bush, because people like to romanticize George Bush now, but I remember being in school and it was like Trump. Oh, like, we thought he was the most awful man in the world. And then here comes Obama and everything's peace and love again. And it's cool. We've come so far. Look, we got a black president. See, we have no worries in the world anymore. Look how far we've come. And now we're back to Donald Trump. So I just feel like politics are a lot of smoke and mirrors and a lot of games. And the people are never privy to what we need to be privy to the real, you know what I mean? And so Donald Trump is awful, but for nothing else, at least now I know what I'm dealing with. You know what I mean? I don't believe him. Oh, he's, he's, he's lighting he's rallying up all these people to be violent, all this stuff. It was like, no, those people are violent anyway. They were just going to do it underhandedly. Now they feel proud to admit their racism and their violence and good now i'll be taking now that you're not sneaking up on me now you're not you know catching me by surprise now i see you right let me get my gun too i'm sorry i'm not trying to incite violence but i'm just at least i can see you coming at me now and so during the debate i was just feeling like of course he's acting like this like this is what he does and this is how he handles things um and i just felt like on joe biden's side I'm sorry, but I and I I used to be a Joe Biden stand. Don't get it twisted. During the Obama era, I was like, I love Joe Biden. He has his back. Y'all are so cute. You know what I mean? They're best friends. He's mm-hmm. he's I don't only see him standing up, but he ain't no uh, Bernie Sanders. I don't see no pictures of you in the back. You know, in the '70s with your fist raised, oh, yeah, for fighting sure. for rights. You know what I mean? And then this this debate just solidified to me that we're screwed either way because he didn't have any rebuttal for anything. The entire thing was ask a question, it was deflect, deflect. This man is the worst president. This man is this. He's racist. He's da-da-da-da-da. And then Donald Trump was doing the same thing, but we expect that from Donald Trump. That's who he is. We know he's going to deflect. We know he's going to be petty. You know, he's going to be ignorant or whatever. I was really expecting Joe Biden to come more prepared for this and to have, like, something of value to say. But it really terrified me that... Uh, it, just solid- it didn't terrify me. It really solidified how I already felt. It was like... Mm, you don't really have the answers either because this whole thing, you're just condemning him. We know that already. I'm not surprised at any of Donald Trump's antics. I want you to answer the question. When he asks you, do you support Black Lives Matter? And you say, I support the police. What does that mean, girl? Right. Like Stuff like that. So I'm not going to be no bandwagon jumper just like, we got to get him out of here. Biden and Harris is like, what are they going to do? Like, we at some point we have to demand better, and at this point, I think we're we're tired anything. of of choosing between the lesser of the two evils. Um, I am, and don't get me wrong. Here's the thing. I'm sorry. Yes, are we tired of that? Absolutely. In my personal opinion, as Kayla, the 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 American, the woman, the mother, Donald Trump absolutely has to go. 
Um, I would put an oak tree in his place before I would put any Donald Trump in that fucking seat again. But I agree wholeheartedly um, with the fact that Joe Biden was not the candidate that I would have chosen. I would have 100% chosen Bernie Sanders. Um, I'm still a Bernie stan and I will probably always be. Um, I love every people love to call him a socialist and, and I don't care. Um, I love the fact that he gives a damn about the American people. He's all about um, health care for all, Medicare for all, um, things that matter to us as just regular people. Um, I think that Joe Biden's track record speaks volumes. Um, and it sucks. It just it sucks that this is all we have, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, if I'm just going to go off track records, Donald Trump's track record trumps <laughs> everybody's. His track record is disgusting, despicable. Um, so yeah, if I had to choose one, clearly it would be Joe Biden, but it still doesn't make me happy that that's all we have to choose from, you know? <laughs> right. Um, and just, just for people out there that I want to just do this real quick, which is not about Bernie Sanders, we're going to get back to the debate, but you made that socialist comment and I just want to read the definition of socialism right. because people love to throw socialism and communism and all oh, these yeah, words oh, yeah, that are big yeah, that they don't know, it, they don't know what it means, tactic. but we've just been told it was bad since we were kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but socialism, a political and economic theory of social organization, which advocates that the means of production, distribution, and exchange should be owned or regulated by the community as a whole. Right. See, but because of that, that, people are afraid of like um, big business failing. That's really what that boils down to. They're afraid of... Um, big money being spent on things that for example if we were to do a medicare for all um big businesses big pharma major insurance companies they're gonna lose so much money all this money is tied to different things right um exactly it's it's, all about all about the money train um just like when if you ever watch like the documentary that was so freaking eye-opening you ever watch what the health no omg Don. But I mean, I've seen a, a million no, of those type of no, documents, so I get it. One. The reason I say it's different is I've seen those two. Um, is it talked about money um, and how like big um, meat industries, dairy industry, and all of them are tied into the pharmaceutical industry. And it's like, who knew? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and oh, no, why, I knew that. And why these businesses can't fail. Um. And so certain things just will never go away because the money pot is too deep. And the money pot benefits literally off of the suffering of our people. And that's the thing. It's just like, y'all love to sit back and spout out, he's a socialist, he's that. And it's like, do you really know what that means? That's actually good for you. Because he is. Big pharma, all these big businesses, it's all a scam. And they fund whatever president they get behind it's all I feel money like nobody cares anything about the, the, the system the man right the man the person behind the curtain will never allow a bernie sanders into office i don't care how much support he gets um nope. it's never gonna happen he is anti-big business anti-capitalism um he's all about pulling back the veil on the bullshit um and the, and the wall street fat cats and oh, they hate him for that. You know, he'll forever go down in history um, for those things. And I'm grateful to have someone like Bernie Sanders because he's educating us. You know, he's showing us mm-hmm. things that we would have never even thought about before. Um, because yeah. we are conditioned 
into capitalism, into big mm-hmm. business, and we have, and we were forced to grow up with this mindset of every man for himself. And as long as I'm getting mine, it don't matter what everybody else is getting. Right. We're all for the people when we're broke. But the second we get a couple of dollars, it's like, well, I'm over here now, girl. So good luck over there. Like we know how that works. And it's just like, I just wish he would have stopped throwing around those kind of comments without even doing the research back on what it is. It's like, he's a socialist. Um, that would be the best thing that could possibly happen to this country right now. But it's never going to happen because of people like you. Right. But anyways. Right. Um, shout out to Bernie Sanders. Major. But back to, you know, these two fools. <laughs> um, I just, uh, man, it was, now I will say this. <laughs> and this is going to be problematic, but it will lighten the mood. From an entertainment standpoint, I hate to oh, admit that I, I was, was laughing, laughing most of the time. And please, everyone else. And I was trying to... And I was trying to catch myself because it's just like, don't laugh at this. This is not Donald Trump for The Apprentice. This is your but life at stake. It's not funny. We Stop laughing. But he's fucking funny, dude. He is literally Nene Leakes in a blonde. Uh, well, she wears blonde hair, but <laughs> he, he's like a male version of Nene Leakes. It's just like the pettiest person alive. He wasn't debating anything. He was reading yeah. Joe Biden. Like it was not a debate about nothing about the country, which brings me to the point of Donald Trump doesn't care anything about this country. The whole point of him is like, I want to be president because I can, because I want to be, yeah. I want to be, I want to be the boss. It's the biggest job. I, want, I, I said I was going to do it and I did it. It's not so much about the presidency. It's, it's about power. Continuing the celebrity. Yeah, it's power, celebrity. It's the power of it. Um, and the same way the, the supporters of him aren't don't support him as a person. They don't really care anything about him. They know he's an idiot, but he gives them an, it's, it's an excuse for them to lash out with their own racial ideologies and uh, you know what I mean and just and be you know ignorant you know what I mean willfully so it's like it's like a codependent system it's like neither one of y'all care about the other one you're just using what you got to to push your own yeah. agenda um, but at the same time we got the Democrats over here all y'all all y'all want to do is tap dance and pretend like everything's sweet around here and it's not I'm sorry I was I, I like, was low key annoyed you. at the way people were really really judging the way Joe Biden handled that the reason I say that is I the I reason I say that is because I cannot even almost imagine what it would be like to debate Donald Trump like <laughs> it, yes you can. You you've been in arguments with black no, women. No, what I mean is he <laughs> uh, spicy, spicy, only, spicy people. Only, he is he yeah, is a queen. but not only is he the president, um, his base is as disgusting and repulsive as he can be sometimes. You know, and these the pressure that's on you in that moment to say the right thing when you really just want to say what Joe Biden said was like, shut up, clown. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Then you don't need to be the president because that's you're going to be in a lot more oh, no, stressful situations than that. that. But it's just when you attack his son, when you just continuously go so low, it's like, oh my god, these people are human beings. Like, I tried to understand, you know, Joe Biden's. Here's the thing: Joe Biden's almost eight years old. Man, seventy-seven. No it's a problem. huge problem for me. It's a huge no problem. He's like a Ross Perot. You know, like, why are you even running when by the time you leave office, you're going to be in your 80s? How the hell will you run again? You'll be almost 90. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that bothers me. His age really, really alarms me. Um, him and Donald Trump are only about three years apart, though. Let's be real. Um, right. But when you look at Joe Biden, I know that people like to, you know, defend it or whatever. But you can visibly see Joe Biden is old and slow and slurring his speech and all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, stepping, and, and we're not no, being ages. I'm, we're just keeping it real. There's plenty of people. I work at a nursing home. Okay, there's plenty of people younger than him and better shape than him. 
You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. or, or I mean, older than him in better shape, not younger, older. Um, yeah, and I know So with that being said, yes, you can see something's not right. Um, but I don't appreciate people calling it dementia because that's not what it presents as to me. It just, yeah, you know, it that's just not looks like cool. old age. Um, and if that's yeah. the case, I don't know where you're going to be four years from now. Health wise, if you're looking right. like this right now, um, that alarms yeah. me. Um, so, but it doesn't alarm me for sure horribly, only because Kamala is vice and she's very young. Um, so if something were to happen to him, I have full faith in her to run the country um, because she has the smart. So that doesn't bother me. Um, it just bothers me for him. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I, I am, I am critiquing Joe Biden very harshly, but I'm not doing, I don't like people trying to make right. an age thing or trying to come for him. Like, oh, he's seen now. He's, he got dementia yeah. or whatever. Are like, you we don't doctor? have to do all that. Like- <laughs> but what I am concerned with is how you handle right. the situation because we saw Donald Trump dog walk Hillary, but, but at least she hung in there. She, she, she stated facts. She did not just get eaten alive and talked over. He was doing he was doing the most, but she was way more prepared for this than he was, and she still lost. But I'm like, he just you know how he plays the game. You know he's gonna go for your son. You know he's gonna go low. That's what he does. So to walk in there and have nothing else to say but shut up, you clown and you're racist and all this stuff. It's like, okay, sis. It was like it's like when you're. <laughs> I, I tweeted. I was like, this is so embarrassing. This is like when you're in school and your homegirl's like and it gets in a fight and she loses. It's like, oh, that's my friend. Oh my god! Like, please, it, uh, like, I can just, get to I was the girl. You talk all this shit. Like, that's how Barack I felt. Obama thinking while watching this. Like, he has to be like screaming at his television. Like, <laughs> right? Which I have my what? thoughts on Tell that me. as well, but we won't go Tell there. Me. Um, I mean, like I said, I the the more time goes by, the more I'm like really like squinting at the Obama administration and trying to figure out how much of that was our hope and faith and how much really got accomplished. I used to get I used to go I used to get in like all out Twitter fights with people, public fights. I used to when people were like, well, what did he do for us? Just because he was black, blah, blah, blah. and it was just like, what do you mean? He did this, he did that. He what else could he do? He only his hands were tied half the time, and I would fight that too. But then there's a lot of things that went down in that era that I'm still squinting at. So that's why I'm just looking at politics as a whole. I feel like if you're in the political game at this point, nobody can be Uh, What I don't like that people, (laughs) black people, do to Barack Obama is act as though because he's black, we were supposed to get like 10 acres and a mule. Um, It's not a thing. No, not not you. I mean, black people. Let me give you an example real quick. Right, because I know what you're saying. Not like that either. Is that they thought he was going to just oh, he's black now, so now reparations yeah, are going to come raining in. And he's just going to bring all this stuff. But there were like specific things, like like the Flint water crisis. Like when he went up there and did that speech, and then fake drank that water that one time in front of all the people, like trying to act like the water was good. Can I get I'm thirsty? Can I get some water? That real that sticks out of my mind. I think about that all the time, probably damn near daily. Because it was really unnecessary and it was a spit in the face to all the people that are dying still to this day uh, because of the Flint water crisis. And it still has not been corrected. And it was like, that is one thing. There was more instances, but that's, that's an example of like, I'm like, mm, there's a lot of stuff that I feel like it wasn't all rosy over here. You know what I mean? And so I just don't have a, a faith that anybody in the current system has our best 
interest at heart because at the end of the day, it's all about money. It's all about businesses. And you got to talk the way you talk. The same thing with Kamala Harris, the way people are mad at her about her stance on things with like, you know, the police and how she, um, her stance on like, you know, they all use, you've seen the memes, like lock them niggas up or whatever and how her stance on like the policing was. But um, again, I just make her a bad person. It doesn't mean that it's going to paint her as just one kind of a person but I feel like a lot of these people you once you get in the game you have to lean towards where your support leans and that's just what it I is I mean people and like to go on like Kamala's can't trust track anybody, record as a so... prosecutor and that kind of annoys me um because I'm like she was a prosecutor that was her job she's a prosecutor um now that she's in a different arena of course she has different policies different politics different you know views on things whatever she wants to legalize marijuana all that good stuff um but I'm like she was a prosecutor. That's just my, my stance on that. But yeah, whatever. A prosecutor mm-hmm. in a broken system that <laughs> locks up black people unjustly Agreed. 75% of the time. So again, not her mm-hmm. fault. She's doing her job. The same way when she becomes vice president and shit continues to go downhill, it's not her fault. She's doing her job. But that's how it's always in my whole life. It's like, oh, they're, they're always just doing their jobs, but the job is never getting done. So it was just like, I was really hoping that I was going to go into this debate and Joe Biden was going to prove me wrong and be like, oh, he's going to prepare for this. Oh, he's going to yeah. say it. And at the no end of it, I was Joe just Biden like, going nope. Into this. You didn't um, give me nothing. <laughs> you didn't give me anything. So I'm going I'm to watch Kamala now and Pinto at it. Now that is going to be must-see TV. Um, because, yeah. The thing about Kamala is because she was a prosecutor, um, arguing is her thing. Um, if you remember her in the mm-hmm. primaries, she wiped the floor with Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Oh. I didn't watch any of the primaries. I normally don't tune into the politics until it's oh, to this no. point of the debate. That's what helps me make, like my de- make my I don't decision. Get, I never, I, once, you I know, that's what helps me make up. my decision. I'm not getting my hopes up on because I always go for the person, the third party person. Well, of course <laughs> they never make it third party person. So <laughs> literally every election, I vote for them. Because yeah. we're conditioned to only mm-hmm. believe in Republican and Democrats. Right. And that's how we end up in the same over situation over. over and over and over. So I don't ever watch it because I know that the person I right. want is never going to make it. So I just wait till we get to the lesser of two evils. And then I'm like, okay, I'll right. pick this one, whatever. But yeah, so I my stance with the Donald Trump thing is not over here supporting him, being like, vote for him. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not right. advertising either one of those. I'm I'm telling people to think for themselves and do what's best for you, because at this rate we are in we're in danger regardless. And so that's my stance on it. I'm not saying I'm right. Molly, I could be wrong. You in danger? But I am undecided, and I just I'm just tired of it. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired well, I'm definitely I'm not tired. undecided, but I do get um, where you're coming from. Um, you know, it is difficult yeah. right now. It is hard. Um, it's just that for me, just the the. Uh, politics aside, politics aside, um, the person that Donald Trump is disgusts the hell out of me. Um, just the things that he's done in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's where, you know, I come in with my voting is that if I can't even see you as even a remotely decent human being, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, I can't even think about your politics because you as a person disgust me. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. I, I feel like, I don't know, something about it just feels dangerous to me to just be like, oh, he's bad. We just got to get him out. It's like, we can't just be willing to accept anything though. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's a horrible person. We should get no. him out. He, should, he never should have been in the first place. Right. But now he's here. 
But I think I just think it's it's very dangerous when you just say, regardless of what happens, we'll get him out and then we'll figure it out afterwards. It's just like figure what out, girl. Figure out how more people are gonna be killed in the streets because let's not act like Ferguson and Trayvon Martin and Mike Brown and Philando Castillo. Well, this goes on did not happen under Obama's watch. Bill. I mean, it, it is a thing. She is trying, but she's not in office. So I can't tell you what will come mm. to fruition and what won't. I can only tell you what's being promised, just like everything else is always being promised every four years. Um, every four years, so, everything's promised and again, nothing comes to pass. All we can do <laughs> We're is still getting gunned down. And watch. But, you know, yeah. When that man said, Do you mm-hmm. support the Black Lives Matter movement? He said, I support the police having what they need to handle situations. Yeah. Goodbye. Yep. That wasn't the answer to the question. And yeah. that spoke volumes to me. Not not criminalizing him the whole thing, but I'm, I left the I left the debate feeling like I don't have one shred of confidence in this administration to do right by me. So I'm trying to get myself together and get my coins so I can get my family up out of here until y'all figure out what y'all want to do, and then we can come back once you know the land is anew. <laughs> but I just feel like get get out of here, y'all. Get y'all's passports. Mexico's <laughs> letting people in. Barbados is uh, giving like yeah, they're inviting us over there. Oh. They're giving out free visas. Come on over and work with us. Canada's like, girl, you can come over here. Ghana they opened did. their borders they to Black did. Americans and There's said, a, what is it, the year the, of what, return what is it called? Last year. Something return you can come if you want to. The year of return, yeah. The year <laughs> of return. It was 2019. But it's still, they're, they're, their doors are still open. They're like, hey, you Black, you can come over here. We, we know it's crazy over there. Like, I'm not trying to speak any anti-American stuff, but y'all, like, we have to get a hold of this. And the, the power is in mm-hmm. with the people. If every single solitary person uh, on election day, said, "You know what? We're gonna stay at home and do this." What's gonna? What would happen? They would have to do something different. They have to pick somebody different. If we all got behind somebody else that had the same ideals that we believe and push that person, it would have to work. But it doesn't work that way. Everybody has their own individual ideals, and it all goes back to money. And it also goes back to how can I be comfortable? What's best for me? And we align with the person that's the closest to that. And it's just like, no, that's not democracy. That's not freedom. That's not. America, the way y'all say it is, Agreed. it feels like dictatorship. But <sighs> I digress. When I run for president, right. things will be different. But Don twenty thirty, we'll which will never happen, because why would I want to do that, <laughs> girl? Bye. I ain't telling you nowhere. Again, see, I'm, I'm American. Right. I want to get mine and, and leave, be myself. And do, <laughs> see, see, it's ingrained in us. It's like, I'm, why, why would I want to step up and leave anybody? The way y'all, <laughs> y'all don't get behind me anyway. Y'all so. don't support a nigga. It's a lot, but <laughs> y'all. <laughs> I'm dead. But y'all, um, I will be watching all the rest of the debates because, like I said, at the very least, I give her some good there memes. There were great memes. Out of it. <laughs> I laughed. Um, Crooked Hillary oh. is always going to make me laugh because it's just so rude and obnoxious. And it's like, yeah. you really still coming for this woman? <laughs> like, why is Hillary is at home sipping her wine and her name came up like three times in a debate? I'm like, this man is really. I'm He's really watching a housewife run for camera. president. This is like, hilarious. Crazy obsessed. It is. Oh yeah, in that in the um, he really now the Brock that he is obsessed with. Um, in the documentary, I told you I watched this documentary on Netflix. Um, and it talked about how like Barack Obama, whenever uh, he was coming for Barack Obama about the whole mm-hmm. you know birth certificate thing. Um, at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, um, you know, Barack Obama got it back. Like, he basically read him in front of the room of people was jokes, and everybody was in there laughing. In this documentary, they had the camera on him the whole time, and he was just sitting there seething. And they were like, that was the straw that broke the camel's back, and where he was like, 
I'm going to become the president. I'm going to show him. And that kind of like fueled him to like get all his coins together and start. And that's kind of why he started running on this mm-hmm. whole racist thing. Right. Cause I do believe that he is a racist and a xenophobe and all these things, but I don't believe that he cares about that stuff. I think that he found his niche because a lot of people don't know that on Twitter, his Twitter account before years before he was president was tweeting, was started following these groups and tweeting out like, obnoxious you know racist kind of things and getting developing a following so the MAGA thing was I didn't know this was building steam years before he became president he was doing this stuff in secret on Twitter he had other burner accounts that were um, creating followings and building this up this whole president thing leading up it wouldn't just happen overnight like oh we messed up and got him in president no he was finding his supporters and feeding off of them and that's how he knew that that was the voice of what he wow. got on in. And so he found it and jumped on it. It's not because he, he cares about America or he cares about whatever it is. He just found like, oh, there's a black man in office. Well, I know a lot of people are unhappy about that. So I'm going to feed those people and they're going to get behind me. And that's where we are. Not saying that all Trump supporters are racist because I don't believe that either. Because I have, I know people, I don't, I don't, I don't draw lines on political politics with my friends. I have friends that are Republicans. I have friends that are out of politics are all together. I have friends that are Democrats. I'm not one of those people that's like, if, if you post you're a Trump supporter, we can't be friends because you're against my life. It's like, girl, it's just like religion or anything else. You do what you do, just don't tell me what, tell me what to do. But I do feel like there is definitely, just like I told you, the Beyond Taylor rally that we did was non-political, but a lady showed up with a Trump flag and was yelling at us. It's like, girl, we're here talking about a person that passed away. Nothing about this political, but you felt the need to bring your flag here and wave it around. So there's something to that. So I'm not dense at all. I know that there's a following there, but I just feel like people are going to do what they want to do. And as soon as they find somebody they can ride with, they're going to ride with it. But those people were like that from the beginning. So now we, now we see them. They got their signs in their yard. They got their signs in the back of their trucks. Now we know what to do. But yeah, guys, definitely let us know. Um, tune in, like I said, all platforms at Off Like The Podcast. And, or you can email us at Off Like The Podcast at gmail.com. Um, and just let us know your thoughts. Uh, did you feel like you walked away, you know, with a warm, fuzzy feeling like we're all going to be great? Or do you are you as terrified as I am? So uh, definitely reach out. Let us know how you right. feel. I, it, I, and uh, let's not even harbor a spirit of fear because we're going to be all right regardless. We're going to take care of ourselves. Um, but let's just, you know, stay woke. That's all I can say at this point. Stay woke to the BS. Yeah. But anywho, we'll take a quick little break and we'll be right back. Hey guys, this week's episode is also brought to you in part by Valentino's Floral. Designer Brandon Williams brings an unparalleled vision and artistry to the world of floral design. Whether you need a beautiful bouquet for your loved one or flowers and decor for your wedding or event, visit valentinosfloral.com and together you can create something extraordinary. You're welcome. All right, guys, we are back on the attack, and we have this week's Minority Report. Kay Nicole did some digging for us, so what do you got for us today? So, uh, in honor of everything going on in the political realm, um, I wanted to highlight our first Black woman to run for president, and that's Shirley Chisholm. Oh. Um, Say the name again? I didn't hear her last name. Shirley Chisholm. C-H-I-S-H-O-L-M. Um, she's a Democrat um, out of New York. Um, she was the first woman and the first African-American um, to run for a major political party's presidential ticket. So um, Charlotte Chisholm ran knowing full well that she would not win. Mm-hmm. Um, this was in 1972. But she ran 
with the intention to win. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like, I know I'm not, but I'm going to give it everything I got, mm-hmm. period. Um, you know, one of her quotes was, I am not the candidate of Black America, although I am Black and proud. Um, I am not the candidate of the women's movement of this country, although I am a woman. Mm-hmm. And I am equally proud of that. I am not the candidate or any political bosses or fat cats or special interests. I'm the candidate of the people of America. Oh, that's right. And she was ahead of her time, you know? Um, so on Monday, Kamala Harris announced, or on that Monday that Kamala did announce her candidacy um, for a presidential um, election, she was on Good Morning America, um, and she gave a nod, of course, to Shirley Chisholm. And I didn't know this, but she had even, um, at the time, dedicated her campaign colors to the same ones as Shirley Chisholm as a nod mm, to her. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Um, and she borrowed the same, it was a um, striking yellow and red scheme. Um, and I thought that was so cool. Um, so she said that her decision to honor Shirley Chisholm was a no-brainer, that she would be wrong for not honoring mm-hmm. her. Um, and I, I love that. Um, so yeah, I wanted to honor Shirley Love that. Um, and what else did I want to say about her? I'm trying to think. Da, 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 da. I think that was it. I just, you know, Shirley Chisholm, yes. If you have never heard of her, there have been documentaries and movies and all this good stuff made about her. Um, extremely strong, um, speaker, um, really, you know, and I hate this word, but very articulate, very powerful speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have studied her. Um, so shout out to Shirley Chisholm for not only being in those times a woman, but a black woman running for the highest office in the land. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think we've had any woman candidate that we've taken seriously, mm-hmm. you know, in a very long time. And that's why I think Kamala felt so, you know, um, so empowered, you know, and and inspired. So, shout out to Shirley Chisholm. Shout out to Shirley Chisholm. I do like that. It's 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 like a like Dick Gregory when he ran for president. It's like we right. know that we're not going to win, but we're doing it because it's the right thing to do. Because right. it might be ten years, it might be twenty years, but eventually there will be a Barack Obama that comes along that has that the four months ago, you know what I mean? There will be a Kamala Harris. And so I feel like I really respect those people because they knew they were going to win, but they knew that somebody had to represent. And then you build off of that. Now somebody else is in power. Now somebody else, you know what I mean? So those, we literally are standing on the shoulders of our ancestors for sure. So. All day. Shout out to you, Barbara. This is Shirley. <laughs> I had to. Sorry. Stop. Okay. Really? <laughs> woman a woman. No, I'm just kidding. Shout out to Shirley Chisholm. We love you. Um, that was a good one. Thanks for that. That tidbit. Yeah. I, you've never heard of Shirley Chisholm? No, I've heard of Shirley Chisholm. I'm saying. I'm, okay. I bet the average America has, American hasn't. You know what I mean? Like, It's true. But, Unfortunately. Yeah, I think that's awesome. So thank you for that. Um, we're going to take one more break, and then we're going to get out of here with our off-the-dome questions. Be right back. So are you a music artist looking to expand your reach? Many artists don't know where to begin when trying to get their music played on the radio. WXSJ 97.3 is Miami's new number one hit station. They provide an exclusive opportunity for radio airplay through their network of radio stations worldwide. Social media promotion packages are available as well. 
So if you're an artist who's ready to take their career to the next level, head over to WXSJ97.3.com for more information. And we'll see you at the top. Hey guys, we're going to end this thing, wrap it up. And of course, we, as we always do with our off the dome question. So Don, since I know you're ready, go ahead and hit me. What's your question? Yes, I actually have a question this week, guys. So and I want, I'm tired of being judged week to week. So I always forget to have <laughs> one. Um, but okay, I, I got this from Twitter. So it's not original. So <laughs> you're just gonna um, on some, for you. So if you had a choice between so t- somebody walks up and says tomorrow, I can give you $1 billion um, tax-free, no, no strings attached. It's yours. Do what you want with it. Um, you said $1, one billion? $1 million? Billion. You can be a billionaire tomorrow oh. and do whatever you want, no strings attached, or power and eradicate all illness and disease from the globe. Which one would you pick? Oh, that's wrong. It was a very polarizing <laughs> question on uh, Twitter. It wasn't polarizing for me at all. Um, but I, a lot of people were just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So what would you, what would you do? I would choose to eradicate all the illnesses. Um, I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like it's um, some things money can't buy, mm-hmm. you know? And what if I took that money and the next day I was diagnosed with cancer and couldn't even enjoy it mm-hmm. and died? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Money's just money. Um, so, yeah, if I could save more people than myself, yeah, I would do that. Yeah. It's a good answer. Very politically correct. Um, I'm taking... I'm not being politically correct. I'm just kidding. I was just being an <laughs> asshole. I'm taking one billion. Alex. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I went back and forth with this because I was thinking like, hmm, I really got to think about it. My, in my knee-jerk reaction was like, Oh, obviously eradicate all illness and disease. But then I'm thinking, well, thinking on this on a deeper level, I feel like um, illness and disease is something that's naturally occurring. And I feel like there's a place, this is going to sound real harsh, but this is coming from somebody who has dealt and is still dealing with, you know, different diagnoses. You know, I told you I had my little health scare the other day. You know what I mean? I have a lot. I mm-hmm. totally get it. I have family members that I've lost to different ailments. I'm not lost on that. But I do feel like um, I don't know that it's not a part of a particular person's storyline. I don't, I, I feel weird about like making a decision like eradicate all illness and disease because it's like, will something else take its place? Like what, I feel like there's a place for things. Now, the billion dollars, I feel like part of me wants to believe that I could take that and do something really beneficial to help people. But I don't know that eradicating all disease and illnesses would necessarily help the world. Um, it sounds like it because you think of babies starving in Africa and, you know, dying of AIDS and other things. And it sounds like, oh, is that their fault? Whatever. But I just feel like it's, this isn't like something like racism or... Um, classism or something that we invented and it's terrorizing the world. It's, it's literally always been around and it's just like I don't know. I feel like God made it put a place for it and he doesn't give us anything that we can't handle. So I really want to say I had to eradicate all disease but part of me was just like mm, maybe I can take a million dollars and just 
make it more comfortable for us in some kind of way or like find find cures for certain things but i think it's a heavy statement to be like erase all things because then i feel like i don't know i don't know i don't know but i thought it was a really interesting question i was like oh that's my optimum question because i feel like that's really because people were doing that some people were like i ain't jesus give me the money <laughs> and i'm like okay that's not cool either but a lot of people were just like i saw a lot of people saying the same thing they're like well wiping out all illness like there are certain things I feel like that are programmed in. like I feel like when you're, you're diagnosed with something I don't think it's a punishment I don't think that I think it's a part of your story as awful as that sounds I feel like I'm the sum of all the good things and the awful things that I've endured you know what I mean so I feel like it's never it's never gonna be a way we can erase pain and suffering from the world like I think that the only way to do that is to be our best selves and to try and help people but I don't know so that was my question for you. I like I said, my answer. I might take some money and try to be, you know, on my Oprah. Well, not Oprah, because you know, we'll present some things lately. But try to be on my like <laughs> Mahatma Gandhi shit. Be out here being like, I'm gonna give it all away, and we're gonna make a build a better world together. You know what I mean? I, I like to think that I'll be one of those kind of people. But yeah, I thought it was interesting. I have to see the tweet because it was like a huge thread. People were really going back and forth with it. Um. I, I can, it's a it's it's a tricky question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the reason I think that I would choose to er- eradicate diseases in my mind. I think that this question is really personal. Like, mm-hmm. for, <laughs> because, yeah. like it, it's 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 not how you perceive the question. Also, mm-hmm. so in my mind, I would see it as okay. So everyone dies, or everyone dies of like old age, mm-hmm. or or like a car accident. You know, um, something you know, a freak accident. Something mm-hmm. happened and you died. So maybe your family didn't have to suffer and watch you, you know, die of this illness for 10 mm-hmm. years, you know, um, those kind of things is what I think about only, you know, from watching people that I love suffer yeah, for so long. For sure. Um, so I think uh, it's all about your perspective and the way that you kind of view the question. Mm-hmm. Um, health is well yeah. anyway, you know? So a lot of times we kind of forget that, but having just being healthy allows you to do so many more things mm-hmm. that you wouldn't have otherwise even done. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I definitely look at it from both sides. I, part of me was just on the one side of the personal, like you said, like I instantly thought about like my Aunt Rose, my grandmother's sister, and how traumatized I was as a kid going to reunion every year seeing, you know, Aunt Rose, you know, being Aunt Rose, and then going a year later and the person I saw in the bed, like, for, I mean, I don't want to, like, traumatize my family to listen to this, but she looked like a mummy. Like, you know, when you, right. when you see, like, a mummy and it's, like, so shrunken in and frail and about and no hair, like, the, the person laying there, and my Aunt Rose was a, a bigger woman, you know what I mean? She was on, you know, everybody got an Aunt Rose, you know, she was, she had to, you know, we talk about the arms, the, the, the auntie yeah. that can cook and all that, like, she was a bigger woman and she was Aunt Rose. Um, and when I went and we had to go to the reunion, we had to go, go see her and say goodbye, like, and just seeing, like, my grandma and her siblings extending around and just crying and just, like, having to, like, her just wither away like that, I had that image burned into my mind. Like, it was traumatizing. I'll never forget it. Like, I cannot believe that's how, that's what happened to her. She had cancer. And so yeah. instantly my mind went to that. But then it also, I, like I said, my mind, you know, I, I think on a big you know, colossal global level. And I'm thinking, when, you know, it's just like in nature, you know, animals 
die of disease. You know, they get eaten up. They, they, they have, we watch Discovery Channel like, oh my gosh, that poor thing. And, you know, we, we get shocked by like the cruelty of like nature. But I feel like however somebody passes away, that's just how it was written. Now, outside of like being murdered and shot unjustly, things like that. But like, if you are sick or you, I feel like that's just, I don't want to say part of the circle of life, but I just feel like I don't know that we have the place to dictate that. And that's really hard to say with the things that I've seen in front of my face. So, but I have to think of everything. You can't personalize it when you're making a decision like that. So um, there's no right or wrong answer, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on it because I was like, this is a really interesting thread that I found. But, it's deep. It tells you, I think, things about yourself. Yeah. You know? Definitely, definitely. But there's another thing you guys can hit us up on. We should post that for sure and get like a, do like a poll, like on our story yeah, or something. That. And see, because that would be really interactive because it's deep. It's a deep one. But anyways, I don't want to leave off on that like somber shit. We normally ask like fun off the dome questions, but I was like, eh, we're already being deep with the political question. stuff. So, huh? I think it's a good question. Like it, it, it makes you have to answer something that could be uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, makes you think about, well, what if, you know? Yeah. What do you value, you know? Yeah. Because a lot of people, enough, like I said, I think, a lot of people were just I like, give me the money. You know, I was just like, want to see people ill but i think Mm -hmm. some people may be thinking on a different scale so it doesn't mean that you know you don't value life or that you value money more it's just i think some people may be thinking along the lines of how you're thinking you know like what if you know it's not meant to be that way what if we're you know interceding on something that's bigger than us by making that decision you know right yeah so it's very 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 um it's very off color. <laughs> but we it. definitely, we're going to do a post like that, guys. We're going to interact and see how, what you guys think about it. But Definitely comment. I want to see what you guys think. Yeah, for sure. But we've done enough. Yet we at, you know, it's, it's been a long one. Uh, we just had to get it all out because, again, the country's on fire and I'm just trying to find a fire hose. And Amen. Put this shit out some kind of way. So <laughs> we love y'all. Thank you again, as usual. Yes. Anything you want to plug? You got anything on. going on? Be sure to catch oh, us yeah. on WXSJ 97.3 Sunshine Jams. I try to throw for us sure. in there for our radio for sure. listeners. <laughs> yes, for our international listeners. We see you, Australia. We see you, UK. Brazil. We see you, Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> we see you, girls. Thank you guys for tuning in. And guys, thank you all for tuning in. Um, we love everybody. But yes, um, anything you want to get plug? Anything coming up before you oh, go? Oh, yeah. Um- be sure to subscribe to Dom B's new OnlyFans. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Listen, uh, give me a couple of minutes and oh, yeah. y'all laughing, but it's going to be, a, you're going to see me on it with a mask on and a fake name. Please don't. Because the bills got to get paid. Palms <laughs> need to be greased. Oh, God, we need a Patreon. <laughs> so, listen, I'll do some strange for some change now. Oh my god. That's not a threat, it's a promise. Hit me in the Listen, DMs. No. Hey. Guys, he's only kidding. Please don't inbox the, the podcast. Please directly inbox Listen. Don B. That's the Don B on all <laughs> platforms. Thank you. No, serious. It's a joke. I, I stopped grabbing my ankles in the 90s. I don't, I don't live that life no more. Don't ask me, can you hook up with Don? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and I all those aside, I have had to go through you I don't know if you know this, but I've had to go through like the off black page and like blocks people that followed it. I'm like, why are you following this page? Um you need to be following me. Don't be in the DMs of the off black page because that's two people running that. So Oh dear God. Yeah, I've had to I've had to go in on, under your nose and be like block, 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 block. Thank you. Thank you. 
Love y'all. But anyways, let's get out of here, girl. Appreciate (laughs) you. Appreciate you. So if you're listening and you're blocked, I am sorry. (laughs) You're not blocked on my page. You're blocked on the off-black page. You can't be in there talking crazy. to stop Don B. Listen, I got a burner account for that. We can talk business. So we'll get there. But anyways, (laughs) I'm getting out of here, girl. I need to refill my drink. Bye, guys. Bye. All I see is black and white. Black and white. Black and white. All I see is black and white. podcast is brought to you by anchor produced by don b and k nicole our original music is by sean michael and our original artwork is by erratic ink art